This is the Street Level America Radio Network. We support the Patriot Pastor Show on Nuga Radio in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The Patriot Pastor is Pastor Maisel Duncan of Abison Baptist Church in Abison, Tennessee. This show is produced by the Nuga Radio Network, and we help promote the Patriot Pastor Show because we believe in Maisel. We, we agree with his beliefs in God and country. So now, another episode of the Patriot Pastor Show Restreamed on the Street Level America Radio Network. Nuga Radio. Patriot Pastor Maisel Duncan, and welcome to the show. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Monday, and uh, we are having a wet one here uh, in Chattanooga. It's been raining pretty much the whole day, and uh, makes it just a little slower where you got to go. But you just uh, be safe out there, my friends, if you're driving through uh, the Chattanooga area, and uh, just be thankful that you got the rain. It's answering someone's prayer today, but we'll see. Speaking of answered prayers, is it not funny that when you are in a game such as the Super Bowl, you see people on both sides praying? Now, one of you has got to get a no. <laughs> and, of course, one gets a yes. And, of course, this year it happened to be um, the uh, Chiefs. The Chiefs uh, came out the victors. I don't know what you thought about it, uh, but here's a quick recap. The Kansas City Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl champions. They defeated the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 on Sunday night to win their fourth Super Bowl in a rematch of the big game back in 2020. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes led the team to an overtime win in a game that started off slow but came to an exciting finish. I don't know if I call it an exciting finish, but uh, some some enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a rather uh, boring game, but one of the most exciting parts of the game, many of you probably have seen it's been all over the internet, is when uh, Kels, the tight end for uh, the Chiefs, came over to yell at his head coach and either intentionally or unintentionally body bumped him to where he dropped his clipboard and all of his stuff. And just kind of looked at him like, hey, you're about to hurt me. Uh, it looked a little bit intense. But this was after the game, Andy Reid explaining uh, Travis Kels and that sideline uh, drama. Was Travis giving that speech on the sideline when he ran into you oh, in the yeah. first half? No. <laughs> he keeps me young. Yeah. <laughs> so, the balance looked good. Yeah, not so good. He tested, tested that hip out. Yeah, yeah I know. It's like JB's so, got a new hip, too. Yeah, man. I'm you you, you but, took a good hit right there. But, but that's uh, how you guys communicate sometimes. Well, he caught me off balance. So normally, I'd give him a little bit, but you know, <laughs> I didn't have any feet under me. Uh, hey, before, before I go... So anyway, uh, if you didn't catch it, it's it's all over the internet. But uh, uh, Travis Kels, who's probably about about six four, six five, easy, um, weighs a good um, two fifty, uh, ran into um, about a six foot one um, head coach, and uh, Andy Reid uh, just about buckled under 
But anyway, it um, it's all good, and, and now they're all loving and hugging. And, of course, you've got Travis Kels and Taylor Swift doing the um, the, um, the the kissing and uh, congratulations. And so that's, that's it. Uh, the game's over. Season's over. But I was pulling for uh, the 49ers. I'm, I'm going to admit it. One main reason was Brock Purdy. Um, here he is talking um, before the Super Bowl. This is Super Bowl week about how important scripture is and his walk with God. Just being a pastor, this, this touched my heart. I thought I'd play just a few minutes of this. Question about your faith, Jesus. How you doing? Doing good, how you doing? Good, tell me about scripture this year, some of the Bible verses that you've been reading and passages that's maybe helped you this year. Yeah, this year for me, it's been Psalm 23. Um, yeah, the Lord is my shepherd, I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Then it goes on, but um, for me, you know, playing this game, playing this sport, there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, you can, it's easy to get wrapped up in, you know, wanting and feeling like wanting to be loved, you know, obviously by your teammates and everybody, but like the world. And so um, for me, like in that, in that passage, it's talking about, you know, I already have what I need from, from the good shepherd and, and Jesus. So um, I don't know. I just been studying Psalm 23 uh, throughout the whole, whole season and, been going back to it that's what i start off with actually every single day i just read off psalm 23 to myself before i start start off with some solitude and and then i go about my day well how about that that's brock purdy uh he is mr irrelevant and if you caught my sermon sunday at absent baptist i i did a message on being mr or mrs irrelevant in the mindset of the of the world today but we all have something um, significant to contribute, especially once you've given your heart to Christ. And uh, anyway, go check out the sermon if you want uh, to get inspired by that. But we appreciate Brock Purdy and uh, and the 49ers. Good game. But the Chiefs uh, just came out a little better. When it goes to overtime, though, uh, the interesting thing was that some of the 49ers said they were not aware of the rules. And uh, on ESPN, they've got an article here. The 49er players say they did not know Super Bowl overtime rules. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chief capitalized on the NFL's postseason overtime rules to once again beat the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. While several uh, Chief players and coaches said they had, uh, had a prepared strategy in the event that the Super Bowl went to overtime, Multiple 49 players admitted they were not even aware of the rule changes. Uh-oh. See, it used to be the first team, if you if you, um, you went out and did the coin toss, whoever got the ball first and scored, the game was over, be it a field goal or a touchdown. Well, they said that's a little bit, um, uh, that kind of makes a Super Bowl just at the flip of a coin. So now they've got both teams have a chance to score. They put the ball in the 20 of uh, the opposing team, and you drive 80 yards to either do a field goal or score. So in the overtime, the 49ers got the ball, the flip, so they chose to get the ball first. They drove down and got stalled uh, in the red zone and kicked a field goal. Well, then the Chiefs got the ball, drove down, and scored a touchdown. Not only more points, but it says also um, uh, the game's over if you score a touchdown. Um, uh, when the other teams had a chance to score, and all they get is a field goal. So regard, they didn't have to do a point after or nothing. So the game was over. The Chiefs won. But it's sad to hear that the uh, the team had not uh, 
that had no understanding of the new rules. You know, if I'm playing in a, in a sport and I'm getting paid millions of dollars and I want to really win and be a winner, I think I would know the rules. That's just me. Uh, I think I would have studied up on the rules. But anyway, um, the, um, the other thing that was interesting was the commercials. Now, some of you probably, uh, like me, I, I love the Super Bowl commercials, uh, at least the funny ones. I don't like the, the, the ones, and we'll talk about the Christian one in a minute, that got a lot of controversy. But I don't know if you saw this. Joe Biden did a Super Bowl message, um, and it appears it was probably the last minute because he, he turned down being interviewed at the Super Bowl. Uh, for several years now, um, especially Obama and Trump were interviewed at halftime. And Bill O'Reilly uh, interviewed Obama two different times. And I'm trying to remember who, who did Trump. But anyway, Biden has turned it down. He said he did not want to uh, do the Super Bowl. Um, he did not do it last year, and he did not do it this year. Um, as a matter of fact, I think this is his third year. He's, he's turned down all three Super Bowls. But here is uh, Joe Biden's commercial. You can only hear it. But he talks about it's uh, like a message, and he's calling it shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. Mr. President, what did you order? Chocolate, chocolate chip. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. President, what is your message to Republicans who are prepared to block the January 6th you know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size. <laughs> so he goes off on a little bit of a tangent about chips, sports drinks, and ice cream shrinking in size yet costing more. And he calls it shrinkflation. Um, so, hey, that's probably one of the smartest things I've seen or heard Biden say in quite some time. And so, anyway, that, that was uh, your President Joe Biden on uh, the Super Bowl. But uh, the thing that got a lot of attention was the woke evangelist upset Christians with a Super Bowl ad that, partic- uh, that talked about washing feet but they brought up some very controversial pictures. For instance, washing feet in front of a uh, pro-abortion establishment and other things. And so you be the judge. Uh, some people thought it was uh, an okay message. Other took issue. Some said they had partial concerns. But let me play. Uh, this is the Sky News. Uh, this is Australia's news that love to poke fun at America. So you're, it's not, they don't lean right, right, right or left. They're pretty much down the middle. So I think they're a pretty fair assessment. So let's listen to their assessment of the woke evangelist Christian Super Bowl ads. Some are saying sponsored by Hobby Lobby. That's not been confirmed. Super Bowl ad, America's woke evangelists have upset many Christians with the latest Super Bowl ad they've put together. Let's have a look at what's been called the foot washing ad. It aired during the first quarter of today's game. And let's just uh, have a look at the message it's uh, giving out. It's showing uh, washing uh, the feet. Christians in front of a family life center, 
uh, a, I mean, a, a family planning clinic. But now there's, you know, in a camping trip, uh, in front of a bus, white versus black, black versus white, um, a Palestinian getting her foot washed. So I could see, to me, a lot. there's a lot of positive, but there are a couple in there that looked like it wasn't our Christian ethics. It says Jesus didn't teach hate, he washed feet. Jesus didn't teach hate, he washed feet. It's been called a foot washing commercial, Nick. Uh, includes a woman outside a family planning clinic having her feet washed. Uh, the message is that Jesus didn't hate sinners. He washed their feet. But are they missing something, Nick? There's a bit more to that message. Jesus still considered it as sin. He wanted that behaviour to cease. Yeah, I think they're missing a whole lot about the Christian message of uh, <laughs> sin, forgiveness, um, and redemption. I mean, they're not they're not going to get that because they rejected uh, religion. But it's just another complete misfire, isn't it, from the woke mm. advertising industry? I mean, it goes with the, with the Bud Light thing. Uh, you'd think that they'd be waking up to this by now. That you know what looks good and sounds good in a little hot hot bed of advertising executives in New York or Los Angeles, they should go out and road test it before they put it on. They won't have to go far outside those capital cities to do it. But it's clear that they, you know, they live in two separate worlds right now. And if they're serious about actually appealing to the broad audience that watches the Super Bowl, they've really got to get out more. Nick Cater, thank you so much for your time this evening. So don't know your opinion on it. Uh, there's probably a variety of opinions out there. But I caught a lot of um, a lot of text message, a lot of uh, messaging from different uh, listeners during the game that said, "Hey, Pastor, did you see this? Did I see that?" And I had to admit, um, I, I saw it, and I was disturbed about a couple of the images. But overall, I wonder if what they were trying to do is say Jesus loves sinners and tried to pick areas where there's a lot of hatred. The pro-life and the pro-choice movement, there's hatred. The Palestinian, uh, it, there's hatred. It's it's a it's pretty much um, whatever your 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 uh, I guess your your um, where your where your feelings truly lie on that. But anyway, another part of the Super Bowl was Reba McIntyre singing of the national anthem. I thought she did a pretty good job. Let's take the last minute before the break and check out Reba uh, knocking it out of the park. What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleam, whose broad tops and bright stars through the perilous fire, for the ramparts we watched were so
be back. I am Mr. Red, White, and Blue. I salute you, Reba. Good job. Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Mesel Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith That Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. Hi, this is Eric Helton. It's tax time again, and we're here to look out for you. Ask us how you can benefit from recent changes in the tax law and how you can benefit from improved tax planning. We get calls all the time from people who are unsure of their previous tax returns. Also, they may have experienced a life-changing event. We look at last year's returns and see if you've missed anything. We can help you. 423-622-3156. 622-3156. At EJ Pelton Company, we make life less taxing. I go into the knife shop. I'll go in with my husband. I'll walk one direction towards the cooking supplies and the knives and gifts. And my husband will walk into another section with the hunting knives and all the sporting knives and equipment. When I walk in there, they, they greet you as soon as you walk in. And then they just leave you alone to go find what you want. And when you get there, they'll come over and ask you if you have any questions, if there's anything you need, anything you're looking for. Knife Shop and Survival Outpost, 6859 Mountain View Road. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. Secure your future. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. Investigators are still working to determine why a woman opened fire Sunday inside celebrity pastor Joe Osteen's church in Houston. Off-duty officers killed the suspect while two others were injured, including a young boy. Naomi Ruckham has the latest on what happened and where that investigation goes from here. Shortly before the 2 p.m. Spanish worship service on Sunday, police say a woman wearing a trench coat entered Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas and started firing. 
The shots, heard here on cell phone video, sent worshippers running as police say two off-duty officers confronted the suspect, fatally shooting her. She had a long gun and it could have been a lot worse, but they stepped up and they did, they did their job. And I want to thank him for that. The woman had a five-year-old boy with her who was shot during the ordeal. He's now in critical condition. A man in his 50s was also shot and wounded. The suspect also told police that she had a bomb. We searched her vehicle, our bomb squad, um, and also the backpack. No explosives were found. The megachurch, which welcomes 45,000 people each week, the tragedy could have been much worse had it happened during the much larger service earlier in the day. Naomi Ruckham, CBS News. So, uh, in case you haven't heard, there was a big shooting um, at the Lakewood Church. Um, this is Joel Olstein's church, and um, I lived in Houston outside of... Um, in the Pearland area, and I was the youth pastor at large church, and I actually went to Lakewood Church in its old facility when his father was the pastor, and that, that's been a few uh, uh, years back, and it was, uh, they ran maybe 6,000, uh, that was considered a big church then. Joel Olstein, in case you didn't know, I don't know if you know this, he had a broadcasting degree, had no call to ministry, but when his father died, the elders of the church and his mother asked him to consider taking on the church. Uh, so they hired a couple of preachers to give him an eight-week crash course on how to preach. And uh, the rest is history. He uh, started uh, preaching, and he had not gone to seminary, had no, quote-unquote, preaching credentials. He was a broadcaster uh, degree major. And that's why he's probably so good with the camera and has used uh, the media so much to his advantage. And many folks uh, call him the cotton candy preacher because he won't preach on sin. He won't call homosexuality and other things sin. So with that said, why would a uh, person... Now, the, the shooter has been identified as a transgender. Uh, I'll read you a couple of the uh, articles. Lakewood Church, this is Fox News, shooting suspect identified as transgender woman. Free Palestine was written on the gun. Okay, so... Why would uh, uh, they go after a church who is not known for calling anyone or anything out? But this is how Fox News covered it. If you go to the Gateway Pundit, uh, breaking. Lakewood Church shooter identified as transgender immigrant from El Salvador. Now, um, the interesting thing is you remember the shooter in Nashville was a transgender, but it took them a long time to l release that, and they've still yet to release the manifesto of the shooter that went into a church uh, during its uh, daycare program um, and did the damage it did there in Nashville. So authorities have identified the shooter as Janice Yvonne Moreno, a 36-year-old transgender immigrant from El Salvador. According to multiple independent sources speaking um, uh, to uh, the news, Moreno, who had a criminal history stretching back to 2005, was previously known as Jeffrey Escalante based on records from the Texan Department of Public Safety. Okay. But it made it easier for him to, co to come back into our country with a name change and a, a sex change. Sabi? In 2005, he was Jeffrey. 
a criminal, identified as one. He came back into our country, changed his name to Janice, claiming to be a female. Just saying. His past arrest paint a troubling picture, encompassing a range of offenses, including a failure to stop and give information, assault of a public servant, assault causing bodily injury, forgery, possession of marijuana, theft, evading arrest, and unlawful carrying of weapons. Okay. So this uh, person uh, is trying to be a woman was still listed as Jeffrey when the fingerprints pulled up. And so if you go to the Gateway Pundit, they got the mugshot, uh, and it's got the um, uh, the bio of this, uh, this person and all the things that would go along with a rap sheet. So this person uh, identified as a transgender but was born a male. Okay? Now I'm going to another article that said the shooter at Joel Osteen's megachurch had pro-Palestinian message on gun. This is the other interesting thing. Um, as the Gateway Pundit reported earlier, a female shooter, at first it was just called female shooter, now they're identifying as a transgender, okay, walked inside Joel Osteen's Houston Lakewood megachurch and opened fire on Sunday. The other thing that made this a, a unique story was this person brought along a five-year-old child to help make the entrance into the church more accessible. But wearing a trench coat with a long gun inside and, and holding the hand of a five-year-old child, they entered into Lakewood. Now, the shooter, who was yet to be identified, wore a trench coat, uh, and as I said, armed with a rifle, and... Um, now, ABC 13 News reported the woman's gun that was used in the shooting had a pro-Palestinian message on it. Uh, the details regarding the message have not been released yet. But um, the transgender that opened fire was shot and killed by two off-duty police officers attending the Sunday service at Lakewood. Currently, the five-year-old boy who was with the transgender is in critical condition after being shot because of the crossfire. So, and a 57-year-old man was hospitalized after being shot in the leg. So, many folks think it's amazing that more weren't, weren't shot. Evidently, this uh, transgender was shooting nervously and did not have the skill uh, to, to zone in on anyone in particular. Huh, crazy. So, a lot of folks are saying, hey, what do uh, churches need to do? Should churches have a security plan? Absolutely. Um, you should have a security plan. If you have any uh, active or inactive police officers or law enforcement in your church, uh, you should have someone put over your security plan. Uh, you should make sure all doors are locked prior to service. Uh, you should have a code word. We have a code word at our church. Um that when that's shouted out, it alerts all those that are packing uh, to to pay attention. So as you look at those options for your church and for your people, uh, just know that um, at times it's going to happen. And, and, and I'm not saying this to make fun of him, but Joel Osteen is probably one of the nicest, if you want to call it, preachers on the planet. He doesn't call out sin. 
He doesn't preach against homosexuality. He doesn't preach against um, transgenderism. He doesn't call it, he won't call sin sin per se. That's one of the knocks against him. But the one thing Joel Olstein does do, whether you like it or not, he does proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he's very clear on what it means to be saved. He quotes scripture and uh, leads people in the sinner's prayer on his public broadcast. That right there, my friend, upsets Satan. And um, so just just for you to take in, as some of you have a variety of opinion, there's another newscast um, that brings up a different angle. Uh, this is um, Lakewood Church shooting and uh, says, who was the shooter uh, was the title of this newscast. Now our team coverage continuing as Ogochi Iloka is in a Conroe neighborhood near a home connected to the shooting. And Victor Hokobo is live outside of Lakewood Church with the newest details. Victor, let's start with you. You've got a longer look at that new video. Yeah, that's right, Sherman. These are some harrowing video we are seeing of the moments when those gunshots first rang out in this first video. The people who took the video are in that main part of the church where the service takes place. You're able to make out the sound of gunshots in the background and see the chaos that ensues. The shots rang out just minutes before the Spanish language service was set to begin at Lakewood. You could hear people in the video saying, calm down, calm down, in an effort to avoid further chaos as people run for cover. We also got another video that shows people running out of the service and police officers running towards the direction of gunfire. Here is that moment. All that chaos caught on video. These are new perspectives we are learning about today, and we're also learning more about the alleged shooter today. Three independent sources confirmed to KHOU's investigative reporter Jeremy Rogowski that the identity of the suspect is 36-year-old Hennessy Yvonne Moreno. Moreno also went by Jeffrey Escalante in the past. She has previous arrests for several crimes, including unlawful carrying a weapon. Now, here at Lakewood, just within the last hour, we saw Pastor Joel Austin drive up and arrive and enter Lakewood Church here again just within the last hour. The investigation into the shooting also continues. We're expecting an update from Houston police later this afternoon at 1.30. So, as I mentioned, uh, the shooter is um, a, a guy named Jeffrey who has uh, decided he's a transgender, decided he's a woman, and uh, went in and uh, started shooting. Uh, he's now deceased. Off-duty police officers um, happened to be carrying and took him out. But for some reason, Jeffrey, the transgender, had a five-year-old boy he brought in with him who has been shot in the crossfire and is in intensive care. We need to lift that young man up in prayer and, uh, and, and the church itself. Lakewood um, is there in the Houston area and uh, runs between forty and 45000 a weekend in all their services. So it's one of the largest churches in the country, and uh, some folks, you know, can be, you know, a little uh, dismissive or a little bit, uh, you know, unkind with their with their remarks or, or their thoughts. But um, you know, Joel Olstein is the pastor, 
and uh, he's got a, uh, a a comment here he, when he talked to the press, and I'm trying to find it for you, but here is the uh, officer and Joel Osteen. The officer and agent uh, engaged, uh, striking the female. Uh, she's deceased here on the scene. Unfortunately, the five-year-old kid was hit and is in critical condition at our local hospital. That was a 57-year-old man who didn't have anything to do with it, I don't think shot in the leg these men and women did an amazing job and it's just you, you said it chief it could have been a lot worse of course we're devastated i mean this we've been here 65 years and have somebody shooting in your church but you know we don't understand why these things happen but we know god's in control and we're gonna pray for that little five-year-old boy and pray for the lady that was deceased so uh, joel olstein now he's getting criticism on social media that he was smiling too much I mean, guys, he, he was in the moment. Uh, I I don't know how I would handle it. So uh, it, it's, um, I think, really harsh to be uh, critical of the pastor in that situation. But we want to list, lift up uh, Lakewood Church, the Houston area, uh, and the nation. Because, you know, a lot of folks have put on uh, social media, a clinger in MASH would dress up as a woman trying to get out of the Army because they get what they would call a Section 8 meaning you are mentally incompetent. Um, Transgenderism still listed in a lot of uh, the medical journals as a mental illness. When you try to um, change sexes, um, you can get mad or glad about it, but the the truth is when you take the hormone shots and you try to change your gender from male to female or vice versa, um, there is a lot of anger and attitude adjustments and uh, the monitoring and there is a huge, huge um, liability with that. And it's, it's a lot of concern. Uh, allegedly, a lot of people that go through the transgendering um, have a lot of mental recourse. But this uh, particular situation, Jeffrey, the transgender, took a rifle and a five-year-old into a church with the intent to do harm and is now deceased. Anyway. I'll be back. This is the Patriot Pastor Mason Duncan. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in just a moment. Listen to the sponsors, if you will, and give them a little bit of uh, your attention and your your patronage. It helps keep us on the air. Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Mesa Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith That Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network.
gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 You're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio I'm Richmond with Blackwell Automotive. We're over at the Eastgate Town Center right in the middle of Chattanooga. They're calling Midtown now. We specialize in Lexus and Toyota and Infiniti and Nissan. We do minor work on other cars too, so like brakes and oil changes, we can do on most cars. We've got two comfortable waiting rooms with free snacks and drinks and Wi-Fi and just try to create a pleasant atmosphere because we know you've got a choice to go anywhere in town, but we'd like for you to choose us. If you can see the attention to detail we put in the things that you can see, then you'll believe that we're doing the same thing with the things that you can't see, like the repairs in the car. So some of our customers have been with us for 20 years. We've been in business 20 years now. It's about what the customer needs. I'm Richmond Blackwell with Blackwell Automotive. 423-648-8001. 423-648-8001. BlackwellAutoInc.com. That's BlackwellAutoInc.com. Blackwell Automotive. We're over at the Eastgate Town Center, Chattanooga. I'm John Lee, the insurance guy with Crump National in Eastridge. I wanted to talk to folks today that have Medicare Part B supplements, examine the cost of those supplements, the drug plans, and compare with other options. Vantage plans today, very, very, very much improved over what they were, say, five years ago. People paying 300 bucks a month for their plan F. And when you consider that the max out of pocket has come down on a lot of these plans, it makes sense to take a look at the Advantage plans. John Lee, the insurance guy, 423 400 I'm Taylor, owner-operator of Dent Hawk. We actually have specialized tools with different shapes of tips and different bends in them. We actually get behind the metal and actually massage the metal back to its original shape until it looks like it was never there. DentHawk at gmail.com. We also have a quote system on our website where you can upload photos. We can respond by email or if you want to leave your phone number, be happy to give you a call to discuss your damage. DentHawk at gmail.com, 423-593-7888. University Motors on Lee Highway. My family's bought four cars from them in the last three years. We love them. When you go in, there's someone there that will work with you patiently and not treat you like a number. They walk you around the lot or look online at their inventory. They find ways to make your situation fit your budget and fit your needs. University Motors. Ask for Kevin Bloom and tell him the Patriot Pastor sent you. University Motors on Lee Highway in Chattanooga. In the parking lot, look for the pink elephant with glasses. Whoa, that's big. If you are suffering from any of these neuropathy-related pains, it's time to end the suffering today. Chattanooga Wellness Centers is the area's provider of FDA-approved shockwave and K-laser therapy treatments. You have nothing to lose but your pain. 423-954-PAIN. LaserAwayPain.com. Get a complete consultation, neuropathy exam, and full treatment. You have nothing to lose but your pain. 423-954-PAIN. LaserAwayPain.com. 423-954-PAIN. LaserAwayPain.com. 
Oxygen is life, absolutely. Pure oxygen delivered through a concentrator. So we can completely reverse and turn around all the symptoms and side effects from COVID. Brain injuries, neurodegenerative diseases, halt the progression of Parkinson's, dementia, Alzheimer's, things like that. We're great for the brain. Pure oxygen delivered through a concentrator. Interior or exterior wounds, and any kind of interior inflammation, Oxygen Health Spa. Strengthening, healing, restoring. 7550 East Brainerd Road, Wheat 111. 423 6422 Rick Davis spent his entire life buying, selling, and trading gold, silver, diamonds, and coins. Chattanooga born and raised in business in the Chattanooga area since the 70s, selling direct to customers. Rick Davis Gold and Diamonds custom-made jewelry and repair. Buyer and seller of gold, silver, diamonds, coins, flatware, and watches. His motto, your friend of the jewelry business. 5301 Brainerd Road, Chattanooga. His website, rickdavisgoldanddiamonds.net. Also on Facebook, Rick Davis Gold and Diamonds, Chattanooga. I'm in the heart of Dixie, Tennessee. God bless America again. Let freedom ring. This is the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. Hello, my friends. It is Valentine's Day coming up in the next uh, couple of days. Have you made your arrangements for that uh, sweet thing? You might consider flowers, um, candy, chocolates, don't know. But everyone does something. Um, I always like to surprise my wife. I went down today and took her um, uh, a thing of flowers. And uh, I, I love the show. She never knows when I'm coming. I always come somewhere around Valentine's. Uh, of course, her birthday is uh, right here near Valentine's as well. So uh, I enjoy taking flowers and uh, little gifts down. Uh, I thought I'd tell you guys that no matter who you're married to, I guarantee you ladies like when you give them some uh, some love and attention. So you might consider that, uh, and, and you, you may be saying, hey, Maisel, thanks for reminding me. Hey, don't forget Valentine's Day, guys, coming up this week. And there's always a lot of good things to get your wife, but sometimes you want to go for the for the uh, unexpected because, you know, gift cards uh, and flowers and candy are the norms. You might want to start thinking outside the box. Um, and uh, so sometimes what I love to do is just go to a mall and walk around, shop around, look for things um, that might look like, hey, that, that would be different. The other thing you can always do, which some people call cheating, is call one of her friends or her family members say, hey, what do you think she would like? Doesn't, doesn't hurt uh, to do some, um, some recon. So just think about that. But love, couples. Um, when you think of, uh, you know, I remember there was a time when Brad Pitt and, Ange- uh, and um, Jennifer Aniston was the big thing. And then Angelina Jolie broke up their marriage uh, when he and... Um, uh, when her and Brad did the Mr. and Mrs. Smith movie, they evidently had a, an online chemistry or uh, whatever you call it. And uh, next thing you know, Brad's leaving Jennifer to, for Jolie. And then they had a long relationship. 
uh, adopting all these kids and all these different uh, political activist issues. Today, it, it's a different uh, couple. It's always something going on. Uh, but now, I think uh, with the Super Bowl, some of you know, one of the couples everyone's talking about is Travis Kelce and Taylor Swift. And Travis Kelsey was asked, what is his favorite Taylor Swift song? Ah, that's a good one. Um, right now, I'd probably say anti, anti-hero just because I hear it every single day. So he hears the song Anti-Hero. And uh, here's a little part of that. See what you think. It's me. Uh, so it must be exhausting rooting for the anti, anti-hero. But um, anyway, the, the loving couple evidently has uh, fallen so in love, uh, he is evidently popping the question. Travis Kelsey announces marriage with Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have been making headlines ever since their relationship started a couple months back. The two have become the most famous couple in the world ever since and have been seen together many times in public. Now, I would have to say, I don't know if they're still the most famous couple. There is a new couple on the horizon catching a lot of press. I don't know if you would agree, but there is a couple down in Georgia catching a lot of attention. The Fulton County Fanny the Willis accused of lying about her timing of the affair with her Trump prosecutor boyfriend, Mr. Wade. There has now been a whistleblower come forward testifying that they were doing the bow chicka bow bow before he started as the prosecutor. As a matter of fact, um, pretty much agreeing with what all of us think, she only hired him because they were lovers. And she thought he would be somebody that would do her bidding. Again, if you don't know, Fannie Willis is the DA for Fulton County. And she hired her boyfriend, who had never, ever, ever, ever served in this capacity before. He was pretty much an ambulance chaser lawyer, had a law firm. She hired him independently to be the prosecutor against Donald J. Trump. Now, ask yourself. If you were going after a former president with a huge agenda and multiple media possibilities, why would you hire a guy you're having an affair with that's married, number one? Number two, why would you hire someone with absolutely no prosecutor um, for the state of Georgia experience? He's never served in this role before. And number three... Why did she bypass, if it's all so legit, she bypassed the hiring procedures for hiring an independent prosecutor? She's supposed to follow some protocol and have some other people involved in the decision process. She bypassed them all and hired him independently as a committee of one and paid him much more than the other prosecutors in her office are being paid. The other thing that's coming out is more 
Vacations have been spotted. Let me see if I can get this one for you. But more uh, new motion alleges Willis and special prosecutor Nathan Wade misrepresented their relationship. New motion accusing Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade of misrepresenting facts about their relationship. This was filed on Friday and the filing claims the romantic relationship between Wade and Willis started well before Willis appointed Wade to manage Willis appointed Wade to manage the investigation into a for Willis appointed Wade to manage started well before Willis started well before Willis started well before Willis started well before Willis appointed Wade to manage the investigation into alleged interference in the 2020 Georgia interference in election case. It also mentions two new unreported trips they allegedly took together to Belize and the Bahamas. Recently, we told you that the DA's office acknowledged Wade and Willis did have a personal relationship. That the DA's office acknowledged Wade, that the DA's office acknowledged that the DA's office acknowledged that the DA's office acknowledged Wade and Willis did have a personal relationship, but they both deny any wrongdoing that would dismiss them from the case. There is a court hearing on this Thursday where Willis and Wade have both been subpoenaed to testify on the matter. The DA's office has also filed motions to block those subpoenas. So is it, is it fair to say that uh, they're possibly going to put um, Taylor Swift and Kels in the rearview mirror uh, with their love affair. Many people seem to think that their uh, getting together is going to overshadow. Now, um, let me go here to Newsmax. Georgia judge to hear arguments for regarding Fannie Willis' uh, testimony. Now, the judge in former President Donald Trump's Georgia election interference case on Monday will hear arguments, that, that's today, by the way, on whether the Fulton County District Attorney and the prosecutor must testify about allegations of misconduct against the two of them. On February 2nd, court filings disclosed that Fannie Dewaney Willis is involved in a personal, sexual, romantic relationship with special prosecutor Nathan Wade, married man, now being uh, uh, divorced and uh, sued by his wife, former wife. Um, Willis hired him for the case of Donald Trump, and it's the first and only legal case they've ever worked on together. On Friday, the lawyer Mike Roman, a longtime GOP operative who worked on the Trump 2020 campaign, said Wade's former law partner will refute claims Willis and Wade made that the relationship started after the prosecutor was appointed to lead. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You mean Mr. Wade has a former law partner, and the word former implies that there was a parting of the way. So Mr. Wade's former law partner is going to refute the claims Willis and Wade made that their relationship started after the prosecutor was appointed to lead case against the former president. The filing pressed uh, Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee to move ahead with Thursday's evidentiary hearing on Roman's motion to disqualify Willis Wade and the district attorney's office. You see, uh, understand this. If Willis is dismissed from the case and Wade, that means someone else in her office could pick it up and run with it. 
But here's the kicker. If they impeach her or get her fired, everyone that she's hired in there would go with her because the new uh, Fulton County DA would bring in their whole new staff and everyone uh, knew. Apparently, they're really discussing this option because now Fannie the Wanny Willis has become a big blemish to the Democratic Party. They're starting to see that she is more of a liability because Fannie the Wanny and Mr. Wade are overshadowing Taylor Swift and Travis Kels, especially in the South when it comes to couples and relationships. How about that? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? So Willis maintains that there's no factual basis that could reasonably justify requiring her and a number of her employees to become witnesses in the case and accuse Roman of an attempt to conduct discovery uh, in a rather belated effort to support reckless accusations. Don't you find that rich that she is uh, calling factual evidence against her what did she go? Reckless accusations. This is this is this is going to make a movie one day. Fannie Willis is probably going to write a book and they'll make a movie about her being a pretty much a political sleaze dog, but somehow she'll make money off it because her her career's over. Uh, uh, her, her job, her dream job, was to be governor of Georgia. That's gone. I don't think that could happen. Um, I don't think Georgians are going to vote in a woman once more more keeps coming out. Because also that came out in that news report I played for you is that new trips and new charges. Uh, we originally knew about 654000 that had been paid to Wade's law office that paid for cruises, um, many uh, rendezvous moments, and um, uh, private dinners, trips to Washington, D.C. to meet with uh, the DOJ. So she paid Wade so that those things wouldn't be tracked through her personal expense account as the Fulton County DA. That alone is another reason to suspect her as a liar and a dishonest person. She should have wanted to track all of her trips and all of her expenses through her own personal accounts. Why would she try to hire a guy that's never been a prosecutor and then run all the money, almost 700000 now, and some are saying once these other trips get added into the categories, it's going to be closer to a million dollars, allegedly. That Fannie the Wanny Willis paid Mr. Wade, who had never been, never, ever, ever, ever been a prosecutor in the state process before, yet to be involved in taking on a former president. I want you to let that digest how much of a magnitude of a risk that she did. This lady, because she campaigned on going after Trump, went after Donald Trump with someone she was having an affair with, and she brought him in in a very salacious way, in a very, uh, many feel, uh, a very, um, she, she bit the rules. I don't know if it's illegal the way she brought him in, but she bypassed the procedure of hiring a prosecutor in the state uh, office. So with her doing that, I, I think she's lost a lot of credibility. Now, Stacey Abrams, somehow, I bring this up from time to time, 
lost the governor race. She never run for anything before. And who in the world is Stacey Abrams? You got to ask yourself. But she made some kind of deal because she would not concede to Kemp back in 2016. That when Donald Trump made his first uh, address to the nation, if you remember this, the Democrats, out of all the governors, out of all the senators, out of all the congressmen they could have picked, they picked Stacey Abrams to do the rebuttal to Donald Trump's first address to the nation. That tells you they make deals, even with people that have absolutely no credentials, no victories. Fannie Willis got caught making deals, like Stacey Abrams. They both are from Georgia, and they both do nothing but pretty much tell lies. WBMG Chattanooga. Broadcasting live from the heart of the South. This is the Nuga Radio Network. News talk and cool tunes. Nuga Radio. Nuga Radio. Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Maisel Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith that Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value, for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency, but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. Medicare Misty can talk to you about all the different plans that are available and what's right for you. 423-777-5577. 777-5577. Medicare Misty makes things so much easier when you're trying to come up with uh, what plan you're going to select for Medicare. 423-777-5577. That's 777-5577. Medicare Misty. Got chronic joint pain but want to avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 319-229-5155. That's 319-229-5155. 319-229-5155. The cell surgeon. Don't just take your phone to some fly-by-night outfit or some corporate conglomerate who doesn't care about you or the service they provide. Most of our repairs can be done in under an hour. We know how important your phone is to you 
today. The Cell Surgeon. Hickson on Highway 153 across from Northgate Mall. TheCellSurgeon.com. 423-668-0100. TheCellSurgeon.com. Don't just take your phone to some corporate conglomerate who doesn't care about you or the service they provide. Hi, this is Jenna Hughes, owner and operator of H&M Herbs. We do like electrodermal stress analysis, which shows different balances and imbalances in the body. That will kind of help find the root cause of your issues versus just kind of guessing. We want you to live the highest quality of life possible. So that's our goal. Quality of products is very important to us. We're at 1140 Battlefield Parkway in Fort Overthorpe, Georgia, directly across from Chick-fil-A. 706-861-9454. HMHerbs.com. HMHerbs.com. How old is your mattress? Is it time to freshen things up? Nuga Mattress on Gun Barrel Road in the Walmart Shopping Plaza. Nuga Mattress carries Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, Simmons Beautyrest, Serta, and more. They've also got adjustable bases so you can pick your sleeping angle. They carry bed gear, sheets, and pillows, including the Glacier, Balance, and Storm lines. Nuga Mattress on Gun Barrel Road, right next to Aldi. 423-498-2888. NugaMattress.com. 498-2888. Nuga Radio! Hello, my friend. This is the Patriot Pastor, Maisel Duncan, and welcome back to the show. Uh, you guys may have heard um, there's a, a pro-life movement that's going along, and um, sanctity of human life is something that a lot of uh, people um, in, in our church, we, we look at. Uh, we always honor sanctity of human life. Um, I'm a very pro-life pastor, and I pray for the children and I pray for the mothers. I pray for the fathers. I believe uh, there's something they all uh, need our embracing and loving on. Uh, but here is a, uh, a little commercial I thought you might, uh, just a refresh. For you are formed in my innermost beings, the Lord tells us in Psalms 139, and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Created in the image of the Creator, a promise, a masterpiece a life. On January 22nd, 1973, a decision was made in our nation to legalize abortion at any stage for any reason. 49 years later, that decision was finally reversed. 49 years of prayer and perseverance. 49 years of being a voice for the unborn, proclaiming their humanity and their possibility. 49 years of striving to reach their moms and dads, proclaiming there's hope and a future. 49 years of waiting for life to be upheld in our nation. And here we are. This January is the first post-Roe in our nation. Roe versus Wade as we know it is no longer. As we grieve that loss of over 60 million lives, and the devastating cost to their moms and dads. We give thanks for the lives that will be saved and protected from this date forward. Because of this decision, already thousands of moms have chosen life. 
The lives of thousands of children have been saved. They will celebrate a first birthday. They will experience their first day of kindergarten, their first best friend, their first home run, their first dance, their high school graduation, and so many things beyond. We celebrate this victory, and yet know there is much more to be done. There are still unexpected pregnancies. It is still a crisis. They still need hope and help. Our services are needed now more than ever. You can make a difference for life. You can pray. You can give. You can serve. Will you? Choices of Chattanooga is a, a wonderful uh, a program. I've got one of their brochures here in front of me, but Choices of Chattanooga is actually doing an online baby shower. And uh, you've probably heard the commercials here on the, on the program. But if you would like to uh, contact um, Choices, um, Carol Ann Ferguson is the executive director. And uh, Choices, um, as I said, it's, it's a very good program. It's, it gives women in the Chattanooga area, um, if you need advice, counseling, prayer, you can call 423-892-0803. That's 423-892-0803. Or you can text PRAY to 423-295-7779. Text PRAY, 423-295-7779. Choices is a non-political group. They don't endorse candidates. They don't uh, get involved in po political sides. Uh, they're there to just try to help the family. They are there to embrace the fathers as well as the mothers. And the, uh, the other A word uh, other than abortion that they will tell you is adoption. Adoption is not a bad option. Um, there's a lot of people out there that would love to adopt a child. <clears throat> so pray about this. Choices. Uh, they've got several good testimonies in here. Uh, the, the very scary thing that's coming out now that the abortion, Roe versus Wade, has been overturned and sent back to the states is the abortion pill. Um, there's, there's these abortion pills now being uh, sent out, and they're being sent even into um, pro-life states uh, because under the guise of, uh, of the male, you, you, you can't really um, monitor that. Uh, there's women that are having, um, they're, they're taking the pill, uh, that's that's designed to kill the child, and in the privacy of their home, which is their right, I guess. Uh, but the problem is they're all alone, and uh, there's some complications. Um, emergency room visits due to the abortion pill is up over 500%. Uh, I remember them sharing that on the show. So it's something for you to consider. Um, there is a there's a great need, but here. At 951 Eastgate Loop Suite 1000, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37411, is Choices. Uh, it's a great location, uh, kind of pretty much in the middle of the city. And if you need any advice, uh, Choices is a great one for you. Now, I uh, really appreciated Senator Marsha Blackburn and her stand on life when she asked about the heartbeat. And uh, this is why I support Marsha Blackburn. Senator Blackburn. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Dr. Verma, I've just, I want to ask you very quickly. Uh, you talk about evidence-based medicine. Do you consider a heartbeat evidence-based? Now, that's a great question. 
Do you consider the heartbeat evidence-based? That's a flat-out, easy, biological question. And listen how this lip-lock liberal lady giggles and tries to sneak around and not answer the question. Would you consider that a living... Would you consider that a living being if there's a heartbeat detected? Would that be evidence enough that there is life? So based on evidence-based medicine, and I I think what you're trying to get at is that... No, I know what I'm trying to get at. Could you clarify for me what you're trying to get at? No, uh, let me just say, you talk about evidence-based medicine. A beating heart is a sign of life. Evidence-based medicine. A beating heart, evidence-based medicine. A beating heart, a beating heart, a beating heart beating heart is a sign of life. And Dr. Scott, earlier you said a heartbeat can be detected at 28 days. Am I accurate? Did I understand that? I was watching in my office. It's, um, it's present at about 22 days after fertilization. Usually it's about a week later before we can detect it via ultrasound technology. Okay, so at 23 days. Thank you very I think that's evidence of life. I want to uh, talk for just a moment. Uh, Dr. Wubenhorst and Dr. Uh, Scop, late-term abortions. When I'm talking to women in Tennessee, what I find is most people, regardless of party affiliation, they are opposed to late-term abortions. And that is true. Everyone I've talked to, I, and I have a few Democratic friends um, that have told me they, they, they believe in abortion uh, for, for the uh, safety of the mother's life and up to so many weeks. But everyone has their moral compass deadline of when they think it's killing the child. I personally believe in conception. It's life. Now, you may not know this, but over in China and other Asian countries, you know they're nine months older than us? You know why? Because many cultures around the world, try to, they track not just your birthday, but your conception day. That's when life began. A lot of cultures try to track that. Now, since my birthday is November 16th, there's a good chance I'm a Valentine conception. Just saying. Just saying. You do the nine months from November, it comes to February, and around Valentine's Day, there's a good chance I was uh, conceived after a box of chocolates. You never know. But anyway, stop laughing. As you look into this, there's a lot of people with understanding. Now, there's a guy named the Pro-Life Spider-Man, and he scales 40-story Chase Tower. He's being interviewed by Tucker Carlson. Uh, See what you think. This young man scales towers all over the country. He gets arrested, but he does it to bring uh, attention to pro-life issues. So-called pro-life Spider-Man Mason Deschamps just completed his most daring climb yet. We are mesmerized by these, and they're legitimately dangerous. On Tuesday morning, he free climbed, in other words, without ropes, the tallest building in Arizona, the 40-story Chase Tower in downtown Phoenix. The climb received much more media attention than many of his other climbs. He was arrested after getting the top, as he often is, but he's out of jail now, and he joins us to explain why he once again risked his life. Mason Deschamps is the pro-life Spider-Man. Great to see you, Mason. Thank you for coming on tonight. Congratulations hey, on surviving yet another. Uh, it's incredible. Well, tell us why you did this. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on, Tucker. I climbed these buildings because I want to show people how to have faith 
over fear. Abortion is murder, and that's the truth. Yet so many people my age are scared to speak the truth. They're scared to offend. They're scared to lose friends. But we can't be scared. Uh, abortion is just like climbing a skyscraper. It's a matter of life or death, and we don't have time for fear. That's why this time around, I'm raising money for a woman named Hope. She's 22 weeks pregnant, and she is partially disabled. And I want to show her that she doesn't need to have an abortion, and she doesn't need to live in fear. Did you raise money by doing this? Yeah, I raise money every time, especially by coming on your show, Tucker. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just such an amazing story because, you know, on the one hand, your athletic ability and your bravery is just remarkable. And the fact that you're doing it in support of the single most unfashionable position in the United States of America, um, and you don't care, is even more inspiring, I would say. Well, this is um, the Pedro Pastor Show, and I've got the pro-life teenager of Chattanooga on the line. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you, Pastor? I'm good. And um, did you, I don't know if you heard, I was playing the pro-life Spider-Man um, who, who has been arrested in multiple cities because he'll, he'll scale these humongously tall towers. Uh, yes. But, but he does it on pro-life issues to raise funds and awareness. Um, have you ever thought about being a Spider-Man here in Chattanooga? Well, you know, I do. I have the privilege of being a good friend of Mason. Um, he's a great guy, um, a solid Christian. Uh, I love what he does. I don't think I have the athletic ability that he does, unfortunately, <laughs> but everybody's got their own gifts. But, yeah, we've seen some stuff in the past few days um, about how Mason was just treated so unfairly um, by the police, and, and I think uh, – we need to be, it's an issue that everybody needs to be talking about, um, and so I'm glad that you're talking about it. Well, I, um, I love what Marsha Blackburn said on the Senate floor. I've played this clip a few times, uh, talking about, you know, the heartbeat. And we recently had choices here in, um, um, here in the studio, and they're doing their online um, baby shower, uh, asking folks to buy, they need diapers and wipes, etc., uh, are you involved with choices at all, with all that you're involved with, with pro-life? So, great question. So, my mother actually worked at Choices for uh, the first uh, five years of my life. So, I, I spent a lot of my time as a young kid at the, at the old Vance Road location. Um, and, you know, after we adopted my sister in 2011, she's now no longer there. But uh, we have kept up with them. Um, and actually, uh, last fall, uh, by, by that I mean back in November, um, our Students for Life group held a citywide student-led diaper drive for Choices, and we collected over 6,000 diapers um, that we were able to deliver um, to Choices, and then we split it between Choices and Catholic Charities of East Tennessee, their pregnancy health center. Um, so, I, yes, I do have the, the privilege of knowing some, some amazing folks there, um, and we do keep each other in the loop as far as what needs to be done, but they always need help over there. Well, we're about to go to a break. I want you to hang on, and when we come back, um, I want folks to hear your story um, and how you um, could have been another statistic. But thank God um, you, you were born, adopted, and you've got a powerful testimony and how you are so committed to the pro-life movement. And um, so we'll be back in just a minute. Do you, can you hang on through the uh, commercial break? Absolutely. And we'll be right back. This is the Patriot Pastor, uh, Maisel Duncan. And I will remind you that Move Your Mountains, my book is out, uh, came out in October. You can buy that at uh, Amazon and at uh, Barnes & Noble, different places. But also the um, choices. Uh, you've heard the commercial on the station here. 
please keep in mind that they're doing an online baby drive. They need diapers, wipes, uh, all kind of um, things that help with, with the children, if you can imagine. Uh, if you know, if you have any, a good condition, um, pack and plays, um, strollers, anything of that nature, or if you just like to go online, you can go to Choices uh, on their website, and you can literally, uh, just like any other baby shower or wedding shower, you can purchase things online that they have listed and have great need of. And if you have the time, go down and volunteer. Go down and offer prayer. Go down and meet the people at Choices. Uh, they're wonderful people. They've got a great calling. And if you know someone that needs prayer, you can go to pray. If you text 423-295-7779, that's 423-295-7779, and they will pray with you and uh, give you hope. That's what we need. I'll be back. Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Mesa Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith That Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. I'm Taylor, owner-operator of Dent Hawk. We actually have specialized tools with different shapes of tips and different bends in them. We actually get behind the metal and actually massage the metal back to its original shape until it looks like it was never there. Denthawk at gmail.com. We also have a quote system on our website where you can upload photos. We can respond by email or if you want to leave your phone number, be happy to give you a call to discuss your damage. Denthawk at gmail.com, 423-593-7888. I go into the knife shop. I'll go in with my husband. I'll walk one direction towards the cooking supplies and the knives and gifts. And my husband will walk into another section with the hunting knives and all the sporting knives and equipment. When I walk in there, they, they greet you as soon as you walk in. And then they just leave you alone to go find what you want. And when you get there, they'll come over and ask you if you have any questions, if there's anything you need, anything you're looking for. Knife shop and survival outpost. 6859 Mountain View Road. 
gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. Secure your future. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 You're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio former president literally appeared on the Oscars stage this year, for example. But we rarely hear from those in the entertainment industry speaking up in defense of life. Our next guest is an exception. Kirk Cameron first came to fame in the 1980s for his starring role on the TV sitcom Growing Pains. The television and film actor had a conversion to Christianity after holding atheist views in his younger years. The evangelical Christian now focuses on creating TV and film projects centered on faith. And uh, a child, and so we adopted uh, our first son, and then two little girls, and then our second son, and then had two natural-born children. And I think about the fact that that I have so much of a treasure in my family today, and that none of them would exist if it weren't for people who loved life and encouraged. Uh, mothers with unexpected pregnancies to give birth to their children. I wanted to play that um, um, because that's kind of your story, is it not, my friend? Uh, you were born and, and your birth mother was considering abortion. Is that true? Yes. Yep. She was uh, a young, uh, well, she was over the age of 18, but she was still a teenager. Um, she was raised in Bradley County. Um, and she met the wrong guy, and uh, that led to a lot of bad things, uh, including uh, lots of drugs and alcohol and uh, substance abuse, and she found herself pregnant. Um, she did consider um, abortion. However, obviously, I'm, I'm here today. Um, I survived um, the abortion industry's attempts to take my life, um, and thankfully she did not fall prey to the lie that women need abortion in order to be successful. Um, and I have many, many people to thank, including Bethany Christian Services, who helped her through every step of the journey, um, through pregnancy and then through the adoption process. Um, choices certainly uh, was a help. Um, and, and all the friends and family who um, supported my adopted parents, who, who prayed for them, um, who, who helped them. Um, through what was an amazing and sudden life change for them. And so, um, I'm, you know, it's really been a miracle. Um, and now I'm using that voice um, that I have been given to, to speak on this issue um, to stand up for preborn people today. Um, because the reality, Pastor, is that, you know, abortion might be illegal in the state of Tennessee, but um, there are still thousands of illegal chemical abortions taking place every day. In, across the country, whether or not abortion is legal or illegal. Um, the reality is that in t over 10 states, 
abortion is legal through all three trimesters. Um, and so what we are doing and, and the work that I've committed to doing is to end abortion. We're not here to make progress. We're here to end abortion. Um, and we're going to do it in, in our lifetime. Uh, and, you know, that's something that we work towards. And it, it's a hard goal. Um, but with God's help, that's what we're going to do. Well, like I said, Kirk Cameron's testimony just reminds me of your situation, how he and his wife chose adoption first, uh, and he says he loves them. He doesn't love them any different, um, and it's a wonderful thing. A lot of folks, for you know, abortion is not the only A word. Adoption is a great, um, a great option, and uh, yeah. I, I, I also salute your 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 adopted parents. Um, thank God that your biological mother did not abort you. But what a great family. Did, did God not just bless you to, to you, you've been born into a great family um, that not only Absolutely. supports you, but you said your, your uh, adopted mom worked at Choices and, and then adopted another, uh, your sister, to where she needed to stay home more. But um, I, I guess, I mean, you want to brag on your family for a minute? You've got a great family, do you not? Definitely do, yes. Uh, my mom and dad have been. Um, wonderful. And, you know, even from a very early age, because, you know, Pastor, it, adoption is beautiful and it's wonderful, but it's also, it can be messy and hard sometimes. Um, and, you know, we can sit here all day and say, well, I don't love my adoptive uh, kids any different than I would love biological kids. But, you know, there's still, um, you know, we've, we've all had struggles, especially in our family. Um, you know, what's beautiful, though, and it's, I think it's a picture of how Christ adopts us into his family, but you know, there are four of us sitting at the dinner table at night. And what what really strikes me very often is the fact that none of us are biologically related. None of us. And yet here we are, and we're a family, and we love each other, and we support each other. And that's really um, a picture of the kingdom of God, how, how we have been adopted into Christ's family and I think that, that my family is a beautiful picture of that, an imperfect picture, certainly, but a, but a wonderful picture of that. Um, so definitely, and, and they've supported me through all of the, the activist things that I've done, all the places that I've been, and, um, you know, just sending, sometimes sending me out into um, difficult situations um, that require a lot of um, prayer. But they have been wonderful, and, and I cannot thank them enough. Well, tell us, tell us what you're up to now, and... Uh, and how can we help you? Absolutely. So uh, I, for the past three, two and a half years, really, I've been the president of Students for Life of Southeast Tennessee, um, a, a branch of Students for Life of America, which probably many of your listeners are familiar with and maybe also familiar with Kristen Hawkins. Um, and it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. We've built um, a Tennessee Valley-wide coalition of students um, who are committed to direct action to end abortion. Um, but as of May, I will be graduating high school, and I will no longer be at Students for Life in Southeast Tennessee, I'm leaving it in some very capable hands. But um, I'm moving into a new staff role. I'll be moving to Washington, D.C. for the summer, um, and I'm going to be legislative director at POW, um, the Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising. Um, and POW is a really special group to me. Um, a, a lot of your listeners are probably familiar with the uh, – peaceful pro-lifers who were found guilty of federal charges and sentenced to prison um, for protesting inside of an abortion clinic and, and peacefully giving out information and, and options to women. 
Um, and so I'll be moving into a role as legislative director with them. Um, and the story that, that I think really touches a lot of people's hearts and that I'll share quickly with you and your listeners, um, in 2022, uh, members of our group discovered um, the bodies of 115 children um, outside of the Washington Surgical Clinic in Washington, D.C. It's an all-term abortion center um, run by a known murderer, Cesare Sandangelo, who we have on live video um, admitting that they don't use um, digoxin in their abortion procedures, which means, uh, and digoxin is the, the drug that gives the unborn child a heart attack um, in the third trimester and, and ultimately leads to the unborn child being killed. He, he admitted that they don't use digoxin, um, and, which results in many, many, many more failed abortion attempts. And on top of that, that uh, if a baby is born alive after failed abortion attempts at his clinic, um, they will kill that child, which is a violation of federal law. Um, and we believe that of the 115 children that we recovered from this abortion clinic, we believe that at least five of them um, are victims of illegal partial birth abortion. Um, it, it caused a big uproar. Um, a lot of people it got a lot of attention, um, and they we handed them over to the D.C. medical examiner's office um, back in 2022. It's been two years, Pastor. Um, they keep saying they're going to do an autopsy on these children to determine their cause of death, um, and there has been no autopsy done. Um, and last Monday, um, we received word through our attorneys that they – uh, that the Department of Justice, um, under the direction of Merrick Garland and directed, obviously, by Joe Biden, um, had ordered the medical examiner's office to incinerate the remains of these children without an autopsy. Um, and so we took immediate action. I was supposed to start my role in May, and I started it last week um, because this is so urgent to preserve evidence of what we believe to be the biggest thing since Kermit Gosnell. Um and so we jumped into action, and because of the efforts of us and many other amazing pro-life folks, um, we've gotten three separate letters from Congress, um, including a very, very, very angry letter from Senator Ted Cruz, um, another letter co-authored by 31 members of Congress, but written by Representative Pat Fallon, and then a letter signed on to by Marsha Blackburn, um, but written by Senator James Lankford. And so... Um, at this point, what we really need, Pastor, is we need folks, whether you're in Tennessee, Georgia, wherever you are, to call your representative. Um, we were able to confirm on Friday that the medical examiner's office was, not, has, was now going to comply with the demands of Congress. But what we really need is we need a congressional hearing on this issue, um, and specifically on these five children. Um, and that's going to take the effort of all of us. You have any connection with Speaker Johnson? So, yes. Yeah, so we've been actually very fortunate to, to work pretty closely with a, um, with a senior aide in his office, as well as uh, Majority Leader Steve Scalise. Um, on Wednesday, we'll be having a press conference in D.C. with Chip Roy and Andy Biggs. Oh, that's so, good yes, one. we have been in communication with them. So what we really need is for people to call their representatives, demand a hearing for the five. Um, if, they, if folks want to learn more about the story, they can go to jfor5.com. Again, that's jfor5.com. And just figure, just you want to know more than my elevator speech about this, uh, go there, and, and the website will tell you everything that, I, that you need to know, including anything that I may have missed. So, so, so you're going down to D.C., and uh, when you graduate, are you graduating May or June? Or? I graduate in May. In May, so you'll probably start down there June 1st. 
Yeah, I'm planning to go up there last week of May. I'm a, okay. I'm gonna take Amtrak up there, and uh, we're gonna I'm gonna be on the hill probably three or four days a week trying to get a hearing. Good deal. And and um and what's the name of the group you're gonna work for again? I work with Tau. That's spelled T A A U, the Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising. And if we had more time, I would tell everybody about uh, why this group, uh, among with many others. Um, like it, like uh, Democrats for Life are so special, um, and why I think they they deserve special recognition in the movement. Um, but yeah, this is you know this is a group of activists who consider themselves left leading or progressive, um, who are against abortion. And so what what they're doing is taking because um, you know Castor, we we can't win this fight just you know we, we've survived for fifty years on. Uh, conservatives and Christians, amazing people. But if we want to win the next generation, Pastor, we know the next generation is overwhelmingly progressive. And so what we need is we need visibly progressive people in the movement who are willing to say that you do not have to buy into the lie of the abortion industry in order to consider yourself progressive, that you can reject that and demand better from our leaders. Um, and so that's really that's part of what POW does is, is to create a space for non-traditional pro-life people um, who maybe don't feel like they fit in in the mainstream movement. And so that's part of the work that they do. And it's just it's just so important in order for us to win the future. Um, and that's really what we need to do. And, and if folks want to uh, email you or contact you, how can they contact you? Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram at whole life dem. Uh, Whole spelled W H O L E L I F E D E M. Um, you can also shoot me an email, William E Reynolds zero six at gmail dot com. Um, and if you want to know more, just uh, let me know on there, and and we'll talk from there. But uh, any help we can get would be wonderful. Well, uh, we'll we'll definitely have you back on and um, and let you share some more of this in in the in the days ahead. And uh, just so uh, you're in our prayers, and if I could, let me say a quick prayer for you right now. Can I, William? Absolutely. Father God, I ask blessings on William, Lord. At a young age, he's got a passion, and a, he's definitely had leadership skills. Provide for his needs, his safety, and uh, be with his mom and dad. I know it, it's got to be tough to uh, let him go up to the den of iniquity there in D.C. Protect him, Father, and uh, his little sister. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. All right, buddy. You have a great day, and we'll be back in touch, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. That was William, the pro-life teenager of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, much like the uh, young Spider-Man that crawls all over the uh, the countryside, this kid has really rocked a lot of uh, people uh, to get awake to pro-life issues in his three years of high school. Don't ever uh, let anyone look down on your age. Much like David took down Goliath, I could see William going to D.C. with a sling and a few stones, and he could probably take down some giants. Uh, So let's pray for William and his safety and his well-being. We'll be back after the break. Uh, This is the Patriot Pastor. We're on street-level America, broadcasting live now into 32 states, into Mexico and Canada. And we thank all of those that like and share the show and tell your friends about the Patriot Pastor and the Maisel Duncan Radio Show. Um, When we come back, we will talk a little bit about what's going on in the election. Uh, There is actually a call from Democrats for uh, JFK to be stripped also. They're not just going after uh, Trump. There is a group of Democrats wanting uh, Mr. Kennedy out of the race. 
And you got to ask yourself, why? Why won't the Democrats embrace candidate Kennedy? We'll be back. Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Maisel Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith That Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. I'm Richmond with Blackwell Automotive. We're over at the Eastgate Town Center right in the middle of Chattanooga. They're calling Midtown now. We specialize in Lexus and Toyota and Infiniti and Nissan. We do minor work on other cars too, so like brakes and oil changes, we can do on most cars. We've got two comfortable waiting rooms with free snacks and drinks and Wi-Fi and just try to create a pleasant atmosphere because we know you've got a choice to go anywhere in town, but we'd like for you to choose us. If you can see the attention to detail we put in the things that you can see, then you'll believe that we're doing the same thing with the things that you can't see, like the repairs in the car. So some of our customers have been with us for 20 years. We've been in business 20 years now. It's about what the customer needs. I'm Richmond Blackwell with Blackwell Automotive. 423-648-8001. 423-648-8001. BlackwellAutoInc.com. That's BlackwellAutoInc.com. Blackwell Automotive. We're over at the Eastgate Town Center, Chattanooga. I'm John Lee the insurance guy with Crump National in Eastridge. I wanted to talk to folks today that have Medicare Part B supplements, examine the cost of those supplements, the drug plans, and compare with other options. Vantage plans today, very, very, very much improved over what they were, say, five years ago. People paying 300 bucks a month for their plan F. And when you consider that the max out of pocket has come down on a lot of these plans, it makes sense to take a look at the Advantage plans. John Lee, the insurance guy, 423-400-2167, Hey, this is Matt Wilson. My experience at Express Tire and Auto has been absolutely exceptional. They specialize in engines, transmissions, and front-end repairs. They're a full auto repair shop, and they sell new and used tires as well. We were replacing the engine, and it turned out to be much, much more involved than initially I expected. Ray kept the original price that he quoted me and stuck with it no matter what, and that really meant a lot to me. 423-266-9355. Express Tire and Auto. 
Christie Motors on Lee Highway. My family's bought four cars from them in the last three years. We love them. When you go in, there's someone there that will work with you patiently and not treat you like a number. They walk you around the lot or look online at their inventory. They find ways to make your situation fit your budget and fit your needs. University Motors. Ask for Kevin Bloom and tell him the Patriot Pastor sent you. University Motors on Lee Highway in Chattanooga. In the parking lot, look for the pink elephant with glasses. Whoa, that's big. If you are suffering from any of these neuropathy-related pains, it's time to end the suffering today. Chattanooga Wellness Centers is the area's provider of FDA-approved shockwave and K-laser therapy treatments. You have nothing to lose but your pain. 423-954-PAIN. LaserAwayPain.com. Get a complete consultation, neuropathy exam, and full treatment. You have nothing to lose but your pain. 423-954-PAIN. LaserAwayPain.com. 423-954-PAIN. LaserAwayPain.com. Oxygen is life, absolutely. Pure oxygen delivered through a concentrator. So we can completely reverse and turn around all the symptoms and side effects from COVID. Brain injuries, neurodegenerative diseases, halt the progression of Parkinson's, dementia, Alzheimer's, things like that. We're great for the brain. Pure oxygen delivered through a concentrator. Interior or exterior wounds, any kind of interior inflammation, Oxygen Health Spa, strengthening, healing, restoring. 7550 East Brainerd Road, Wheat 111. 423 Rick Davis spent his entire life buying, selling, and trading gold, silver, diamonds, and coins. Chattanooga born and raised in business in the Chattanooga area since the 70s, selling direct to customers. Rick Davis Gold and Diamonds custom-made jewelry and repair. Buyer and seller of gold, silver, diamonds, coins, flatware, and watches. His motto, your friend in the jewelry business. 5301 Brainerd Road, Chattanooga. His website, rickdavisgoldanddiamonds.net. Also on Facebook, Rick Davis Gold and Diamonds, Chattanooga. I'm in the heart of Dixie, Tennessee. God bless America again. Let freedom ring. This is the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is emphasizing the importance of politicians meeting with voters. The Democratic presidential candidate spoke to the state Senate yesterday. He reflected on the time that he spent in the Granite State as a child and also criticized the DNC for trying to strip New Hampshire of its first-in-the-nation primary status. It is more than a tradition. New Hampshire plays a critical role in vetting candidates for the rest of the country. And... Kennedy, who has voiced his skepticism for vaccines, also criticized pandemic-era policies, saying they infringed on Americans' rights. So um, what's going on? The Democrats um, don't seem to want um, Biden. Um, USA Today poll, uh, 75% of uh, registered Democrats would prefer another candidate, uh, but they're not listening. They won't allow him to run in... um, the Democrat, they, they won't allow him to challenge Biden. They won't allow any debates. And we just found this out in the New York Times. Uh, the DNC files federal election complaint against Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, 
uh, Democrats accused Mr. Kennedy of illegally coordinating with a super PAC to get him on the ballot in several states that could be critical to President uh, Biden. Okay, in a federal election complaint filed on Friday, the Democrat National Committee accused Democrat Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and a super PAC backing his independent presidency bid of illegally coordinating on a 15 million petition drive intended to qualify him for the ballot in several states that could be crucial to President Biden's re-election um, um, prospects. So there's an 11-page complaint uh, to the Federal Election Commission from the DNC. So the Democrats are having a struggle within the Democrats. And I think one reason why is people like Joe Rogan say they kind of like him. You don't hear them talking this way um, about Biden. But here's what Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers say about uh, Robert F. Kennedy. Well, you had Bobby on the, on the podcast. Yes, I did. Yeah. What did you think of him? I love him. Yeah. I, lo- I love well, looking. If Forget about the vaccine stuff, which uh, like, I think he's got very good points about all that stuff. It's, there's real data. And if you read his book. Oh. If you read the real Anthony Fauci, you would be sick to your stomach if you know the absolute truth. Sick. If it wasn't truth, wasn't he'd be truth, sued. he'd be sued. Yeah, He's not getting sued for a reason. But then if you forget about the vaccine stuff, you just look at his environmental record, what he did when he was an environmental attorney, when he was suing these so companies that were... Yeah. yeah, I mean, he yeah. Fought, they cleaned up the Hudson River because of him. Yeah, He's an amazing guy. I, lo- I really love him. So, when you have Joe Rogan saying those kind things about... Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., why in the world do the Democrats feel a need to go after him unless he's doing damage? Well, the thing that's uh, making a difference, uh, I think, on Kennedy is because they've given him the Heisman and said, hey, we don't want you in our our Democratic uh, presidential process. We're not providing you secret service. We won't allow you to debate Biden. They've left him no choice but to go as an independent. And because he's registering now as an independent, he never said he left the Democratic Party. He just said in this presidential run, he's running as an independent. Now, this is, this is why you don't understand because I, I'm just thinking, this, not, that I, not that they want to listen to me, but I, if the Democrats are smart, you, 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 you let Biden have a medical issue let him step out of the race. Bring Kennedy in. I think Kennedy would be a bigger challenge to Trump personally than uh, Biden would be. I don't understand the Democratic uh, fear of this guy except for the fact he's not uh, all in on Big Pharma. That must be a key reason the DNC doesn't like him. I don't know what you think about Kennedy. Um, I still have concerns about he, he's not pro-life. Uh, there's some other things, but I would take him over Biden for sure. But here is uh, Kennedy explaining he's having to create a new political party because it's called We the People uh, because they, they just um, they won't give him a fair shake. As an independent candidate, my name doesn't automatically appear on the ballot, no matter how many millions of people support me in the polls. Party officials wrote our current rules to protect the two-party system. They designed them to prevent independent candidates like me 
from offering voters an alternative to the failed leaders of the past. And they're especially draconian in states with the most electoral votes, states like California and Texas. This is a quagmire that I will help reform once I'm in office, but for now, my campaign has got to work within the rules and find a way to overcome each of the hurdles that they constructed to keep you from voting freely in November. In many states, the law provides for two methods of getting on the ballot. First, you can do it as an individual candidate, or second, as the nominee of a new party. Each path requires a different number of signatures depending on the state. In most states, it takes fewer signatures to put an individual candidate on the ballot, but in six states, the signature threshold is lower to put a new party on the ballot. California, for example, requires 219,000 signatures to put an individual on the ballot, but a new party wins ballot access with only 75,000 party registrations. That's still a big lift for most people, but we already have more than 70,000 supporters signed up in California, and I know we're gonna blow their numbers out of the water. That's why our campaign has now filed paperwork for new parties in California, along with Texas, North Carolina, Mississippi, and Delaware, the other states in which this same math holds true. Now you might be asking, is this a political party in the same way that the Democrats and Republicans are parties? Not even close. Our founders warned us that political parties would become breeding grounds for corruption and corporate cronyism. That's why I chose a name for my party that doesn't even include the word party. It's a name that encompasses all of us out there demanding our country back. I told the bureaucrats to call us we the people. These are the first three words in the United States Constitution and they symbolize that our government draws its power from the citizens. This isn't a party, it's a movement and it doesn't belong to Washington, it belongs to you. This movement will allow us to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the establishment machine and remind the elite few that America is still governed by the powerful many. The corrupt two-party system has held back our progress. It's failed our families. It's put corporate corruption on steroids. If you want to bring back free choice in our elections, you can go to our website and find out how you can help put my name on the ballot. So, um, Kennedy, we the people, it's a new party. Uh, some folks are intrigued with it. But if you read George Washington's farewell address, one of the things he warns us of is being a slave to the party. And with us only having two parties right now, it looks like they work in conjunction. Because one thing that they do is they have open primaries. If they were to close their primaries, you realize what would happen. That means on election day, if you go to, say, here in Hamilton County, and you ask for a presidential ballot on election day, they'll ask you, are you a Democrat or Republican? Now, the ladies that work our precinct roll their eyes when I say, I'm neither one. I'm an American. Can I have an American ballot? And they, if they say, no, you have to pick. You're either a Republican or a Democrat. I said, that's not the founding fathers. And, of course, They've got a line, and they just kind of let me know. But I lovingly say that each and every time I go to vote because I uh, do not understand why so many of us allow this. Now, the Republicans listening right now don't like it when I say this. Uh, I've got many friends in the Republican Party, 
but they love to they, if you don't completely go by their playbook some of them give you the heisman or they'll get a little upset with you eh, it's okay i mean I'm, I'm not here to win any beauty pageants <laughs> but my point is to tell you the truth if we had closed primaries savvy that means on republican uh when you're when you're nominating your your people only republican registered republicans can vote republican you'd have to register as a democrat and you would have to pick which party you're at. Then on election day, they wouldn't ask you if you're a Republican or Democrat. They would just hand you a ballot. Savvy? They don't want that. They want you divided into two parties and two parties only. Because if they had closed primaries, their fear is a party like We the People could come in and have a closed primary for We the People. And then on election day, on equal ground, you would have Democrat, Republican, and say, like, we the people, um, or you can have um, uh, the other parties that aren't, aren't very strong right now, the Green Party, Libertarians, etc. But right now, the way they've got it designed, it makes you think, I've only got two choices. So the thing that I think it scares uh, both parties, the Democrats and Republicans, uh, in a recent poll, 69% of uh, voters said they would be inclined to vote for independent candidates in this next 2024 20, uh, election. So that's one reason I think you're seeing Kristen Cinema, senator of uh, Arizona, who uh, has been a Democrat all of her life, who's now uh, declared herself an independent. Bernie Sanders conclare, declares himself an independent. Joe Manchin is not running for re-election, but said in 2024, I cannot guarantee I'll be a Democrat. Tulsi Gabbard, who left the uh, Democratic Party, who now aligns herself as an independent. I will tell you a very dangerous ticket out there, which would scare both parties, is if Kennedy and Tulsi Gabbard got together. If Tulsi Gabbard became Kennedy's vice president, that and they got uh, a fair shake in the media, that would be a tough ticket. That would be a tough ticket. Uh, they both have a lot of uh, um, traits that I think a lot of folks would look up to and say, hey, I think I, I like some of that. Now, some of you don't like it when I mention, as if, as if I'm somehow giving ideas to the Democrats. <laughs> I, I don't, guys, I'm not, uh, I don't have that kind of stroke. Uh, I have... Um, very limited influence. Uh, I would like to, I stay in my lane. I don't think I'm bigger than I am. I understand, um, you know, some people, uh, I appreciate that you think I have more influence than I do, but I don't. So Robert F. Kennedy, um, having that, uh, this, his own party, and you can go uh, to the New York Times, and let's see when that dropped. Um, February 9th, that was this year, so that's just the other day. Uh, that the Democratic Party is taking Robert F. Kennedy to court and uh, trying to get him in trouble. So that tells you uh, Kennedy is making some noise. Now, um, the other thing I thought was interesting, Robert uh, F. Kennedy Jr. apologizes to his family for a packed ad during the Super Bowl echoing JFK's uh, campaign during the Super Bowl. I, I don't know if you know this, but they evidently reran a an old party, um, if you will, um, that uh, John F. Kennedy, his uncle, ran, and they put his face in place of JFK. 
and did, did a little bit of adjusting. But the independent presidential candidate, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., apologized to members of his own family after the above ad aired during the Super Bowl. The ad paid for by a PAC supporting his campaign substitutes the photo of the 2024 candidate in his uncle's place in vintage 1960 TV ad. The classic Kennedy ad from the 1960 campaign says, Do you want a man for president who's seasoned through and through? Uh, but it's not, uh, but not so doggone season that he won't try to do something new. A man who's old enough to know, um, to know and young enough to do. It's uh, kind of a unique little ad. And, um, so anyway, it ran and, uh, see Kennedy has family members that oppose him. I don't know if you know that, uh, they are so committed to the democratic party. Um, they have disavowed him. He even has a sibling that won't speak to him right now, he said in an interview, because he's running for president. So this guy's taking a lot of heat to step out and follow his passion uh, to say, hey, I think I could do this, and uh, is running for president. So just a lot about Mr. Kennedy. You might want to check. This is real, real, real clear politics. If you want to go to real, real clear politics, you can read more about him apologizing to his family for his Super Bowl ad. Anyway, go figure. Everybody has got an ankle. Isn't it crazy? I'll be back. Chattanooga. Broadcasting live from the heart of the South, this is the Nuga Radio Network. News talk and cool tunes. Nuga Radio. Nuga Radio. Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Mesa Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith That Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value, for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency, but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. One of the most important things for business owners encouraging new business. New business means more cash flow, increased profits, and Jurgen Moots knows all about encouraging businesses to increase their bottom line. Jurgen, as a business owner, what tips would you give other business owners who are spending too much money on advertising? With TradeBank, uh, you can easily conserve your cash that you earn right now by using your trade dollars. There's a lot of services that we provide, and of course, you're buying all those things that you wholesale cost. 
Nougat Radio has been a proud member of Trade Bank for almost seven years. We're pleased with our partnership, and it's helped us save on our bottom line. We are very pleased with uh, our relationship with Nougat Radio. Uh, they help us. We promote them. A lot of our members are currently uh, using them, and they're getting very good results. What makes Trade Bank different from traditional advertising? They're dealing with me directly, the owner of uh, Trade Bank of uh, the Chattanooga area. spend a lot of time with my clients. We actually study and see which type of uh, advertising promotion would be best for them. Jurgen Moots, Chattanooga Trade Bank at chattanooga.tradebank.com. Forbidden City, 2273 Gun Barrel Road. Buffet that includes shrimp, clams, sushi, Asian food delights, and of course, American fare. Get your chicken, steaks, shrimp, and delicious vegetables cooked right before your very eyes at Forbidden City's Hibachi Grill. I gave them a $20 bill for lunch and dinner and got change. Wow! From sweet tea to your favorite adult beverage. It's Forbidden City, 2273 Gun Barrel Rose. Hi, this is Eric Elton. It's tax time again, and we're here to look out for you. Ask us how you can benefit from recent changes in the tax law and how you can benefit from improved tax planning. We get calls all the time from people who are unsure of their previous tax returns. Also, they may have experienced a life-changing event. We look at last year's returns and see if you've missed anything. We can help you. 423-622-3156. 622-3156. At EJ Pelton Company, we make life less taxing. The cell surgeon. Don't just take your phone to some fly-by-night outfit or some corporate conglomerate who doesn't care about you or the service they provide. Most of our repairs can be done in under an hour. We know how important your phone is to you today. The cell surgeon. Hickson on Highway 153 across from Northgate Mall. TheCellSurgeon.com. 423-668-0100. TheCellSurgeon.com. Don't just take your phone to some corporate conglomerate who doesn't care about you or the service they provide. Hi, this is Jenna Hughes, owner and operator of H&M Herbs. We do like electrodermal stress analysis, which shows different balances and imbalances in the body that will kind of help find the root cause of your issues versus just kind of guessing. We want you to live the highest quality of life possible. So that's our goal. Quality of products very important to us. We're at 1140 Battlefield Parkway in Fort Overthorpe, Georgia, directly across from Chick-fil-A. 706-861-9454. HMHerbs.com. HMHerbs.com. How old is your mattress? Is it time to freshen things up? Nuga Mattress on Gun Barrel Road in the Walmart Shopping Plaza. Nuga Mattress carries Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, Simmons Beauty Rest, Serta, and more. They've also got adjustable bases so you can pick your sleeping angle. They carry bed gear, sheets, and pillows, including the Glacier, Balance, and Storm lines. Nuga Mattress on Gun Barrel Road, right next to Aldi. 423-498-2888. NugaMattress.com. 498-2888. Nuga Radio! Kansas City Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl champions. They defeated the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 on Sunday night to win their fourth Super Bowl in a rematch of the big game back in 2020. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! 
Chiefs cornerback Patrick Mahomes led the team to an overtime win in a game that started off slow but came to an exciting finish. Fans from across the country reacted to the close game. It was wonderful watching my Chiefs win once again. Back to back, baby, we out here. We doing this once again, and we'll be back once again. That's what we do, you know. The Kansas City Chiefs. So um, they're already talking three-peat by some people. Uh, but the Super Bowl, if you haven't heard, was last night. And the uh, interesting thing was uh, it went to overtime. And as I showed you, ESPN shared how the 49ers players did not know the rules had changed for overtime. And many of them thought when they kicked the field goal that they actually won the Super Bowl. They didn't realize or had not paid attention while the referee explained both teams get a shot at, uh, at a scoring drive. And so since the 49ers kicked a field goal, when the Chiefs uh, had their turn, they actually scored a touchdown, which, of course, is more points and therefore the game. But one of the biggest plays uh, of the game was not uh, in the game. It was on the sidelines. When Travis Kelsey um, body-checked his coach, Andy Reid, and made Andy Reid uh, drop his um, clipboard and his things in his hand and almost uh, got knocked over. But Travis Kelsey was yelling at the coach for taking him out of the game and was demanding to go back in. Many folks felt this was not a good look for a player to yell at his coach. But here is Andy Reid laughing it off after the game. Was Travis giving that speech on the sideline when he ran into you oh, in the yeah. first half? No. <laughs> he keeps me young. Yeah. <laughs> so, the balance looked good. Yeah, not so good. He tested, tested that hip out. You know? Yeah, I know. Like JB's so, got a new hip, too. Yeah, man. I'm you you, you took a good hit right there. But, but that's how you guys communicate sometimes. Well, he caught me off balance. So. So he said he caught me off balance, blah, blah, blah. But uh, anyway, um, they have won the Super Bowl. And um, a lot of folks uh, paid attention uh, to Travis Kelsey uh, because he was dating somebody um, that many folks um, uh, have all heard the name. And I think her name is Taylor the Swift. But what was funny was Travis Kelsey was asked, uh, what is his favorite Taylor Swift song? Now, the guy's dating the superstar and he pauses for a moment because he looks like he's a little perplexed. Gosh, which song do I like? Ah, that's a good one. Um, right now, I'd probably say anti, anti-hero just because I hear it every single day. So he says he hears anti-hero every single day. Here's a little bit from anti-hero. Vices, they come with prices. And vices, I end up in crisis. One day I'll watch as you're leaving. Is that a prediction that one day he's leaving? Uh, I don't think so because um, evidently he has asked uh, the superstar to marry him. This is uh, what's her happening. Travis Kelsey announces marriage with Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have been making headlines ever since their relationship started a couple months back. The two have become the most famous couple in the world ever since and have been seen together many times in public. So that was the big uh, Super Bowl love affair, if you will. Everyone was following that. But many of us were also, um, I think, amazed with Mr. Irrelevant. Um, the 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy, 
who was um, picked just two years earlier um, at the last pick. And if you don't know this about the Mr. Irrelevant, when you're picked last in the NFL draft, it's labeled Mr. Irrelevant. They give you a jersey that says Mr. Irrelevant. But they also give you a trophy, much like the Heisman, except the guy's fumbling the ball. Okay, then they give you a week at Disney World with you and a family member, and you're given a few other accolades uh, because you're Mr. Irrelevant. And there was a guy in 1976, a former uh, US, uh, UCLA player that played briefly in the NFL that kind of felt sorry, so he started this foundation for Mr. Irrelevant. But this is Brock Purdy. Um, his spiritual walk, I think, is one to be admired. See what you think of this. Brock, let me ask you a question about your faith. Jesus. How you doing? Doing good. How you doing? Good. Tell me about scripture this year, some of the Bible verses that you've been reading and passages that's maybe helped you this year. Yeah, this year for me, it's been Psalm 23. Um, yeah, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Then it goes on. But um, for me... You know, playing this game, playing this sport, there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, you can, it's easy to get wrapped up in, you know, wanting and feeling like wanting to be loved, you know, obviously by your teammates and everybody, but like the world. And so um, for me, like in that, in that passage, it's talking about, you know, I already have what I need from, from the good shepherd and, and Jesus. So he said, I already have what I need. In case you didn't know, Brock Purdy. Because he was Mr. Irrelevant, signed a very league minimum contract, right at $870,000, if you will. <clears throat> at the end of last year, he suffered an elbow injury and had to spend a lot of his money on the surgery and rehab and trainers. So coming into this year's league, he was having a tough time financially. And even though he was living with another player sharing rent, he got broke. There was actually a GoFundMe page by the fans of the 49ers to help pay for his living expenses while this guy played in the NFL. I think that's an amazing story, but he, he never complained about it. And he said Psalms 23 was his verse for the year, and he spent time reading it, and uh, um, he said just meditating on it, and then the Lord provides for all of his needs. I think that's a pretty powerful testimony, and uh, Brock Purdy, um, I salute you. But um, there was another moment in the Super Bowl that many of us uh, probably remember back in 1991 when Whitney Houston sang the national anthem, and it brought the country, not just those in the stand, but if you were even near uh, a television set, you wanted to stand and put your hand over your heart. This was a powerful moment. The unforgettable moment when Whitney Houston's voice moved a nation. Our country was just 10 days into the first Gulf War, a nation on edge, even on a night when football is our skate. Super Bowl 1991, and one voice united us all. $750 million watching worldwide, but it was the end of that anthem that brought us to our feet.
gives you the chills all these years later. And in a sign of the enduring power of Whitney Houston's voice, we were on iTunes today and we noted that her album is the top album in iTunes and I Will Always Love You is the top song being purchased on iTunes. People thinking of Whitney Houston tonight. And uh, this was a few years back, but Whitney Houston, the power of the national anthem. And now you're having people thinking that other anthems should be on equal level. Not everyone stood for other anthems. But the national anthem has been around a long time. Many uh, on the Federalists I was reading said the national anthem maybe should become a sing-along and not just a performance. Interesting concept. But the uh, one thing that got people a little upset was the commercial, the Christian woke commercial by the woke evangelist you may have heard that had people all over the Internet, even uh, up to my show, being very upset, thinking that they're portraying Christ as embracing sin. I want to ask you about uh, a Super Bowl ad. America's woke evangelists have upset many Christians with the latest Super Bowl ad they've put together. Let's have a look at what's been called the foot washing ad. It aired during the first quarter of today's game. And let's just uh, have a look at the message it's uh, giving out. Jesus didn't teach hate, he washed feet. It's been called a foot washing commercial, Nick. Uh, includes a woman outside a family planning clinic having her feet washed. Uh, the message is that Jesus didn't hate sinners. He washed their feet. But are they missing something, Nick? There's a bit more to that message. Jesus still considered it as sin. He wanted that behaviour to cease. Yeah, I think they're missing a whole lot about the Christian message of uh, <laughs> sin, forgiveness um, and redemption. I mean, they're not they're not going to get that because they rejected uh, religion. But it's just another complete misfire, isn't it, from the woke mm. advertising industry? I mean, it goes with the, with the Bud Light thing. Uh, you'd think that they'd be waking up to this by now that, you know, what looks good and sounds good in a little hot, hot, bed of advertising executives in New York or Los Angeles, they should go out and road test it before they put it on. They won't have to go far outside those capital cities to do it. But it's clear that they, you know, they live in two separate worlds right now. And if they're serious about actually appealing to the broad audience that watches the Super Bowl, they've really got to get out more. So the commercial was very much controversial. A lot of skepticism from the especially conservative Christian mode, and they felt like um, it was not uh, very well done uh, and not considered well. The other thing that came under scrutiny was Joe Biden uh, evidently did a commercial uh, mocking the small amounts in the ice cream and chips these days, and um, he called it shrinkonomics. Biden is uh, at it again. Instead of doing a Super Bowl interview, he decided to post this video on Twitter, X, blaming companies for shrinking the size of their products. It's Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. As an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. 
I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. You hear that's Joe Biden saying I've had enough of shrinkflation. Let me replay that. But not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a shrinkflation. 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 It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. Now, you got to admit, that's pretty good. And uh, Joe Biden, uh, I'll give you a salute on that because we, we make fun of him a little bit on, the, on this show. But I got to agree with uh, President Biden on that one. Shrinkflation is getting out of hand. And that they charge us more for less. I think that is very much true. We're heading to the break, and uh, let's take a little listen to Reba McIntyre in her version this year of the national anthem. At the twilight's last gleam, whose broad stars and bright stars through the perilous fire. was Reba McIntyre last night at the Super Bowl singing the national anthem and knocking it out of the park. Way to go, Reba. I salute you and thumbs up. I'll be back. my book move your mountains and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome this is mesel duncan my new book move your mountains learn the journey of faith that can overcome is available now on amazon books and lifeway and other places you get your books online make sure you join me each and every day 3 to 6 p.m monday through friday on the nugo radio network
Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 You're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. Okay, 740-901-1368 OCDSuperClean.com Construction cleanups, commercials, residentials, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, move-in, move-out cleaning. Details, sanitation, and organization. 740-901-1368 OCDSuperClean.com I go into the knife shop. I'll go in with my husband. I'll walk one direction towards the cooking supplies and the knives and gifts. And my husband will walk into another section with the hunting knives and all the sporting knives and equipment. When I walk in there, they, they greet you as soon as you walk in. And then they just leave you alone to go find what you want. And when you get there, they'll come over and ask you if you have any questions, if there's anything you need, anything you're looking for. Knife shop and survival outpost. 6859 Mountain View Road. Hi, this is Eric Hill. It's tax time again, and we're here to look out for you. Ask us how you can benefit from recent changes in the tax law and how you can benefit from improved tax planning. We get calls all the time from people who are unsure of their previous tax returns. Also, they may have experienced a life-changing event. We look at last year's returns and see if you've missed anything. We can help you. 423-622-3156. 622-3156. At EJ Pelton Company, we make life less taxing. You're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. suddenly support us we'll take it i want to go back though to nikki haley's comment from earlier that she is somehow not responding to the will of these donors nikki you were bankrupt when you left the u.n after you left the u.n you became a military contractor you actually started joining service on the board of boeing whose back you scratched for a very long time and then gave four multinational speeches like hillary clinton is and now you're a multi-millionaire that math does not add up. It adds up to the fact that you are corrupt. She said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. Mr. Haley, would you like to respond? No. It's not worth my time to respond. So uh, she was asked if she wanted to reply. Nikki Haley said no, uh, and she's yet to, uh, any of the accusations, as Swami has said, she's yet to refute. So, uh, interesting thing there, Nikki Haley is still trying to stay afloat, but her numbers continue to plummet. Well, in a sad way, uh, the Texas church shooting, you may have heard, um, more and more is coming to light 
this happened in Texas, and uh, here's one of the uh, affiliates. It's investigators are still working to determine why a woman opened fire Sunday inside celebrity pastor Joe Osteen's church in Houston. Off-duty officers killed the suspect while two others were injured, including a young boy. Naomi Ruckham has the latest on what happened and where that investigation goes from here. Shortly before the 2 p.m. Spanish worship service on Sunday, police say a woman wearing a trench coat entered Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, and started firing. The shots heard here on cell phone video sent worshipers running as police say two off-duty officers confronted the suspect, fatally shooting her. Now, what they're not telling you um, is that the uh, Lakewood shooter was a man pretending to be a woman. Lakewood church shooting suspect identified as transgender woman and had free Palestine written on the gun. Okay. And uh, as you go to Fox News, uh, you can see this uh, story there. But also, if you go to the Gateway Pundit, uh, breaking Lakewood church shooter identified as transgender immigrant from El Salvador. Authorities have identified that the shooter, Janez Avavine Moreno, a 36-year-old transgender immigrant from El Salvador, according to multiple independent sources, um, have identified him as Jeffrey Escalante, who um, has a huge criminal background that goes back to 2005. And he had previously been known as Jeffrey Escalante and has a huge record from the Texas Department of Public Safety. But recently has to change his name and identified as a woman, which allowed him more federal funding and free access through the country. Because since he changed his name and said he was a transgender, the uh, name that would have popped up, Jeffrey Escalante, did not, uh, through the uh, overwhelming uh, work by uh, the, the Border Patrol agents and ICE, etc. So what you're seeing happening in this situation is a gentleman with a very violent past um, who has uh, assaults, um, um, uh, forgery, possession of marijuana, theft, evading arrest, unlawful carry of weapons, uh, assault causing bodily injury, um, and assault on public servants. Um, and, and all these, it's a rap sheet. Uh, so Jeffrey was able to escape that by uh, changing, claiming to be a woman. And when he went to Lakewood Church, took a five-year-old uh, along with a gun to get into the, the Spanish-speaking service. And he opened fire. And uh, fortunately, there were two off-duty police officers that took Jeffrey out, the transgender person. But sadly, um, in the crossfire, the, the five-year-old child has been injured and is in the hospital. Uh, there's also a 57-year-old gentleman that was shot in the leg. But the shooter at Joel Osteen's megachurch had pro-Palestinian message on his gun. Now, this they've not released yet. But he was pro-Palestine, transgender, multiple rap sheet, legally uh, offended person, walking through the country with his new transgender identity and name, able to escape authorities. Interesting. One American News um, also reports um, that a 15-year-old illegal immigrant arrested after Times Square shooting. Not many folks are picking up on this. 
But on Friday, February 9th, according to law enforcement, a 15-year-old illegal immigrant from Venezuela was taken into custody on Friday after he was caught on footage shooting a tourist and firing a police officer during an attempted robbery in Times Square. The teenager, uh, he spelt Jesus, but it's Jesus Alondro Rivera, um, was apprehended uh, by the NYPD and U.S. Marshals, a joint regional fugitive task force at Yonkers, New York, uh, resident at 3.30 uh, p.m., sources said. On Thursday, the NYPD posted an image of the 15-year-old along with the cash reward for anyone with additional information that could lead to his arrest. And uh, that, of course, led them to him. He was um, then arrested. So a 15-year-old illegal alien also had a gun with an intent to harm others and rob. So uh, New York Times published a co-op ad uh, calling for Biden to step aside and allow another Democrat to run. Uh, this evidently has got uh, many of the Democrats upset because uh, they're saying that Biden um, is being uh, kind of labeled um, as that he's not got all of his, uh, his faculties about him. Uh, but here is um, one of our news sources uh, on the Epic New U.S. News. Apparently, President Biden's new policy is to, uh, to give up our own oil and gas and buy the energy that we need from countries that hate us. Yes, definitely. So those countries that hate us will have more money to buy weapons to try to kill us. Now, that's Senator Kennedy pretty much calling out the Biden administration he thinks is uh, crazy. But um, Joe Biden is on the record basically saying uh, the only one we can reelect is Donald Trump. He's known for his snafus, but this one uh, will probably be in some pro-Trump ads. Uh, check it out. Because we cannot get reelect, we cannot win this re-election. Excuse me, we can only re-elect Donald Trump. <laughs> Did you hear that? This is Joe Biden Putin's on the campaign trail. Because we cannot get re-elect. We cannot win this re-election. Excuse me, we can only re-elect Donald Trump. So that's Joe Biden saying that we can only re-elect Donald Trump. Um, and there seems to be a growing concern um, that Joe Biden doesn't have the faculties to remain in office, much less run for re-election. There is a concern. Um, and you got to ask yourself, with the recent things happening in the news is this the end of his campaign uh, uh, Sean we're gonna get serious a new ABC Ipsos poll shows 86% think Biden is just too old for another term obvious question is this the end of his campaign for a second term you know, listen, Stuart, it's, it's not too early for Joe Biden to turn it around. It's still possible. But listen, when, when you have continual gaffes like he has had, when you have uh, now uh, Robert Hur's uh, report come out and, and underscore the mental failings and mental acuity issues that he has, it's a real problem. And I think the American people could forgive that if everything else was going well, Stuart. But you have war, you have crime, you have an open border, you've had inflation. 
even though the economy is starting to improve, people don't feel like it's improving. So you put all that together, a failing president with failing policies, and yeah. it's really but, challenging. And, that and that's what they're saying, that he makes a lot of gaffes. And uh, just like the one I just played a minute ago, uh, this is, again, uh, Joe Biden saying that Trump uh, will win. Because we cannot get reelect, we cannot win this reelection. Excuse me, we can only reelect Donald Trump. We can only reelect Donald Trump. So the concern about Biden's um, capabilities, it, it's just there. And uh, this is News Nation, uh, and this is what they have to say. About Biden's age, the Biden Harris campaign is saying the president has no intention of dropping out of the race, but what were to happen? if he did. News Nation's Kelly Meyer, live for us at the White House. Kelly, is there a plan B for Democrats? Well, Nicole, I've been looking into this all morning and it's complicated, but short answer is it's nearly impossible for the Democratic Party to pick another nominee at this point. Is there a plan B for Democrats and can they pick someone new? This is News Nation saying they see it as nearly impossible. Many think, though, at the Democratic convention, there's a chance that they may try to replace Joe with possibly Michelle Obama or another Democrat. Others think there's a slight, slim, slim, slim chance that Nikki Haley staying in the race, that she may flip Democrat and they may be embracing her. I know that sounds crazy, but most all of her supporters now financially are rich Democrats. Why would Democrats continue Nikki Haley in the race? Interesting. Press at the White House. Kelly, is there a plan B for Democrats? Well, Nicole, I've been looking into this all morning and it's complicated, but short answer is it's nearly impossible for the Democratic Party to pick another nominee at this point. Plus, it makes it hard when President Biden has said himself he isn't going anywhere. The White House today is packing the president's schedule as criticism grows around President Biden's physical and mental fitness. And a lot of people think he just doesn't have uh, the zippity doodah to lead the nation anymore. And, uh, and he's gotten to where he's actually trying to blame Donald Trump for the border crisis. And Donald Trump had the most secure border. And uh, Tulsi Gabbard, former Democrat, uh, responds to this accusation. See what you think. More than one million migrants have tried to illegally enter the United States since October 1st. That's what we know of. Forget about the gotaways. It's a new record, but President Biden insists, don't blame me. But the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Okay, well, Fox News contributor Tulsi Gabbard is here to react. Morning to you. Good morning. Good to see you. Uh, is that going to hold water? Uh, I don't think it will. You know, the American people have been paying very much close attention to what's going on. Right. They know that the Biden-Harris administration and Mayorkas and all of them have been lying to them for years now, saying the border is secure, right. the border is secure. Now, all of a sudden, it's an election year. They have flip-flopped and are saying, oh, my gosh, we needed to secure the border. Right. The problem is, Steve, that the, the bill that they're supporting and that they're trying to get through Congress does not secure the border. It actually cements their open border policy policy into law and, and so there's Tulsi Gabbard a former Democrat pretty much um, defending Donald Trump and excoriating him and uh, if you um, also want to hear something else that's got to be hurting the Bidens 
is Joe Rogan uh, pretty much makes a plug for Kennedy, the Democrat running independent. Well, you had Bobby on the on the podcast. Yes, I did. Yeah, what do you think of him? I love him. Yeah, I, lo- I love. Look, look in, if forget about the vaccine stuff, which uh, like I think he's got very good points about all that stuff. It's there's real data, and if you read his book. Oh. If you read the real Anthony Fauci, you would be sick to your stomach if you know the absolute truth. Sick. If it wasn't truth, wasn't he'd be truth, sued. he'd be sued. Yeah, he's not getting sued for a reason. But then, if you forget about the vaccine stuff, you just look at his environmental record. What he did when he was an environmental attorney, when he was suing these so companies that were, yeah. yeah, I mean, he yeah. fought, they cleaned up the Hudson River because of him. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. I love, I really love him. Yet the Democrats have now opened a lawsuit this past Friday into Kennedy. The Democratic National Convention is trying to sue Kennedy and say he is a bad guy. Interesting. Very interesting. We'll be back after the break. And uh, if you missed earlier, I had uh, William, pro-life teenager, uh, on the show talking about uh, some of his future plans. And we'll have him on the show again. But he's headed to D.C. Chattanooga boy headed to D.C. when he graduates high school to work on pro-life legislation and getting things done. Uh, So we'll be praying for William and wish him well. Uh, When we come back, we'll uh, cover a few more stories we've talked about and wrap up the show. Hang on, my friends, and let me remind you, they're doing a, uh, Choices is doing a uh, baby drive uh, for the unborn. If you want to uh, go online at Choices, they need diapers, wipes, uh, strollers, Playpins, etc. Go on to Choices Online. Help out the unborn. Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Mesa Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith That Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. I'm Richmond with Blackwell Automotive. We're over at the Eastgate Town Center right in the middle of Chattanooga. They're calling Midtown now. We specialize in Lexus and Toyota and Infiniti and Nissan. We do minor work on other cars too, so like brakes and oil changes we can do on most cars. We've got two comfortable waiting rooms with free snacks and drinks and Wi-Fi and just try to create a pleasant atmosphere because we know you've got a choice to go anywhere in town, but we'd like for you to choose us. If you can see the attention to detail we put in the things that you can see, 
then you'll believe that we're doing the same thing with the things that you can't see, like the repairs in the car. So some of our customers have been with us for 20 years. We've been in business 20 years now. It's about what the customer needs. I'm Richmond Blackwell with Blackwell Automotive. 423-648-8001. 423-648-8001. BlackwellAutoInc.com. That's BlackwellAutoInc.com. Blackwell Automotive. We're over at the Eastgate Town Center, Chattanooga. How long have you owned your current annuity? Do you know how your annuity works? Do you know the true costs, benefits, and limitations of your current contract? Due to rising interest rates, there are annuity offerings today that could be better than what you signed up for even 12 months ago. Get a no-cost second opinion to 423-710-9199. Find out if your current annuity is lagging behind today's higher interest rate. 423-710-9199. 710-9199. Medicare Misty can talk to you about all the different plans that are available and what's right for you. 423-777-5577. 777-5577. Medicare Misty makes things so much easier when you're trying to come up with uh, what plan you're going to select for Medicare. 423-777-5577. That's 777-5577. Medicare Misty. University Motors on Lee Highway. My family's bought four cars from them in the last three years. We love them. When you go in, there's someone there that will work with you patiently and not treat you like a number. They walk you around the lot or look online at their inventory. They find ways to make your situation fit your budget and fit your needs. University Motors. Ask for Kevin Bloom and tell him the Patriot Pastor sent you. University Motors on Lee Highway in Chattanooga. In the parking lot, look for the pink elephant with glasses. Whoa, that's big. If you are suffering from any of these neuropathy-related pains, it's time to end the suffering today. Chattanooga Wellness Centers is the area's provider of FDA-approved shockwave and K-laser therapy treatments. You have nothing to lose but your pain. 423-954-PAIN, laserawaypain.com. Get a complete consultation, neuropathy exam, and full treatment. You have nothing to lose but your pain. 423-954-PAIN, laserawaypain.com. 423-954-PAIN, laserawaypain.com. Oxygen is life, absolutely. Pure oxygen delivered through a concentrator. So we can completely reverse and turn around all the symptoms and side effects from COVID. Brain injuries, neurodegenerative diseases, halt the progression of Parkinson's, dementia, Alzheimer's, things like that. We're great for the brain. Pure oxygen delivered through a concentrator. Interior or exterior wounds, any kind of interior inflammation, Oxygen Health Spa. Strengthening, healing, restoring. 7550 East Brainerd Road, Wheat 111. 423 6422 Rick Davis spent his entire life buying, selling, and trading gold, silver, diamonds, and coins. Chattanooga born and raised in business in the Chattanooga area since the 70s, selling direct to customers. Rick Davis Gold and Diamonds custom-made jewelry and repair. Buyer and seller of gold, silver, diamonds, coins, flatware, and watches. His motto, your friend in the jewelry business. 5301 Brainerd Road, Chattanooga. His website, rickdavisgoldanddiamonds.net. Also on Facebook, Rick Davis Gold and Diamonds, Chattanooga. I'm in the heart of Dixie, Tennessee. God bless America again. Let freedom ring. This is the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio.
Trump's hearing, but rather a separate hearing for the district attorney that's trying to prosecute him. Any minute now in Georgia, Fulton County judge must decide whether Fonnie Willis, Nathan Wade, and a host of others must testify at a hearing on Thursday. Why? Because DA Fonnie Willis admitted to having a personal relationship with prosecutor Nathan Wade while also hiring him to help her prosecute Trump for election interference. Clearly, the conflict of interest here. So what could the judge decide? Our investigative reporter, Olivia Rubin, also trial attorney Brian Buckmeyer, join me once again for more. So Olivia, could these two really be forced to take the stand? Absolutely, Kira. They have both been subpoenaed, along with a number of people in Fonnie Willis's office, along with a number of former business associates of Nathan Wade, all for this bombshell Thursday hearing that's set to sort of wade through all of these allegations that have been lodged against them. But of course, Fonnie Willis has urged the judge to quash those subpoenas to prevent her and Nathan Wade and others from taking the stand. And she has actually asked him to uh, cancel the hearing altogether. So... Fanny the Lanny Willis, who is now admitted to having a love affair with a married man, is now asking for uh, judicial uh, uh, help here from a fellow judge saying, hey, just throw the court out. Now, when she uh, is going after Trump, is she not the pot calling the kettle black? Well, as we go to uh, Fox News, Fulton County uh, District Attorney Fanny the Willis uh, is accused of lying about the Trump timing of their affair here is the new twist Bolton County District Attorney is accused of lying about the timing of her alleged improper romantic relationship with Nathan Wade because Michael Roman who is a co-defendant in the uh, Georgia election interference case against uh, President Trump made the new allegation in a filing with the Superior Court that uh, there's an attorney um, that uh, worked with Wade, a former attorney, that said they were having a relationship long before the uh, legal case with Donald Trump, which would mean Fannie the Willis has lied. Now, if she gets put on a stand, she could perjure herself, and she knows that's dangerous. That's why Fannie the Wanny Willis doesn't want to get on the stand. So her and Mr. Wade are having legal jeopardy uh, because more and more folks are coming forward. Now, uh, here's another news outlet with uh, some update on Fannie's situation. And uh, the more allegations not have only come out, but there's now more trips and more things uh, that make the money that she paid him actually increase and the suspicion out the roof. A new motion accusing Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade of misrepresenting facts about their relationship. This was filed on Friday, and the filing claims the romantic relationship between Wade and Willis started well before Willis appointed Wade to manage the investigation into alleged interference in the 2020 Georgia interference in election case. It also mentions two new unreported trips they allegedly took together. Did you catch that? Two new unreported trips this is possibly going to put the um, expenses up to the 800 to a uh, thousand to a million 
two unreported trips they allegedly took together to Belize and the Bahamas. Recently, we told you that the DA's office acknowledged Wade and Willis did have a personal relationship, but they both deny any wrongdoing that would dismiss them from the case. There is a court hearing on this Thursday where Willis and Wade have both been subpoenaed to testify on the matter. The DA's office has also filed motions to block those subpoenas. So, evidently, Fannie DeWanny Willis is possibly going to be um, in legal jeopardy, especially if she has to testify um, about some of the things she has said on the record. I'm not sure if that could, um, I'm not sure if she said anything uh, swearing to it. I don't believe she's given an affidavit, and I don't believe she's been on the stand yet. But if she goes on the stand or is made to make a sworn testimony, and it's found out that she pledged, she uh, perjured herself and lied. That puts her in major legal jeopardy. A lot of folks feel um, that this judge, um, she's trying to get the judge to dismiss it. I don't think he can do that. The public outcry would be too much. Um, so I, I believe that's that's interesting. So, but anyway, going back to the Lakewood church shooter, here is an update from Fox News. Latest in the tragic shooting at Lakewood Church. We have learned the shooter here on your screen is Genesee Moreno, and she has a long criminal history dating all the way back to 2005. Moreno was killed by two off-duty officers on Sunday after she opened fire before a Spanish language. Uh, that's a transgender. The she is a he. His birth name is Jeffrey. So it's a guy. Language service at Lakewood. A five-year-old boy who was wounded in the shooting is clinging to life as well. HPD is holding a presser that's at 1.30. We will have that right here live on Fox 26. In the meantime, though, FBI spent the morning at a home in Conroe connected to this shooting suspect. Our Shelby Rose is there with the latest. It was around 9 o'clock last night, so seven hours after the shooting originally happened, multiple law enforcement agencies were stationed outside this home behind me. Now, this is where the shooter allegedly lives. They were in here searching, hopefully trying to find a possible motive into what happened. But as at last check, that's still unclear. According to Houston police, that woman said to be between 30 and 35 years old. It's not a woman. It's a guy. His name is Jeffrey walked into the west side of Lakewood Church around 2 in the afternoon right before the Spanish service was set to begin. Upon entering the building, Police Chief Troy Finner said the woman was armed with a long rifle. It was a guy. His name was Jeffrey. Wearing a trench coat and a backpack, and she also had a small child with her, just four to five years old. It was a guy. His name was Jeffrey. Then at some point, authorities said that woman began to fight. It was a guy. His name was Jeffrey. Shortly after, she was then shot and killed by... It was a guy. His name was Jeffrey. Two law enforcement officers working off-duty jobs at Lakewood, one with Houston police, the other with TABC. But, but not before that, the child she was with was shot. It was a guy. His name was Jeffrey. Along with a 57 year old man. The child was taken to Texas Children's, where at last update was listed in critical condition. I just wanted you to hear how many times that Fox News kept trying to sell you that it was a female, it was a transgender male who has a rap sheet. Uh, his name, his birth name is Jeffrey, and from 2005 had many uh, things from arson, 
um, gun problems, etc. And uh, but because he changed his name and became a transgender, he was able to move about the country without suspicion. You guys need to wake up what's going on in this crazy country of ours. And um, But the Joel Olstein shooting is catching a lot of attention. Here's another outlet. See what you think. A story brought to you as breaking news at 6. We now know the name of the shooter who opened fire at a church in Houston was killed at the scene. Police say the shooter, a woman, entered the house of worship. It was a guy. His name was Jeffrey mega church with a boy. Police believe he's about five years old. Then police saying the woman opened fire to it was a guy. His name was Jeffrey off duty law enforcement officers at the church returned fire killing the woman. They killed a guy. His name was Jeffrey. The shooting was reported around the same time the Spanish language service was about to begin. The officer and agent engaged uh, striking the female uh, she's deceased it was a guy his name was jeffrey here on the scene unfortunately a five-year-old kid was hit and is a critical condition at our local hospital i was a 57 year old man who didn't have anything to do with it i don't think was shot in the leg These and then they go on to uh, let joel Osteen speak and he's caught a lot of flack so, um, I don't know where you're at on all this, but um, James Carville admits about Biden what other Democrats are refusing to say, and it's never going to get better, is what James Carville said. He goes, Democrat strategist James Carville admitted on Saturday that President Joe Biden's refusal to sit uh, for a Super Bowl interview is a telling sign. For the first two years of his presidency, Biden sat for an interview that aired before the Super Bowl, a tradition that began uh, in the earnest with Barack Obama in 2009. Last year, Biden refused the interview in what was widely believed to be a snub of the network broadcasting the Super Bowl Fox. But this year, CBS also offered to do an event, and Biden still declined the interview. The White House and Biden campaign uh, justified the decision by claiming that Americans don't want politics mixed with sports, but Carvel doesn't buy that excuse. It's the biggest television audience, not even close, and you get a chance to do a 20 to 25-minute interview on that day and you don't do it, Carvel noted. That is a sign that the staff doesn't trust you and have confidence in what you'll say. So that's James Carvel. He was Clinton's uh, guy that came up with the it's economy, stupid, if you remember. But you've got to admit, uh, Biden does look pretty sharp in this commercial, uh, talking about uh, Shrinkonomics. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Now that is probably one of the best things that Biden's ever said that I've ever heard him say. So that was Joe Biden uh, pretty much calling out corporations for uh, shrinkonomics or shrinkflation 
and uh, sounded pretty good to me. And uh, if you haven't heard what happened, uh, the Super Bowl is uh, over, and the Chiefs won. Here's a quick recap. The Kansas City Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl champions. They defeated the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 on Sunday night to win their fourth Super Bowl in a rematch of the big game back in 2020. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes led the team to an overtime win in a game that started off slow but came to an exciting finish. Fans from across the country reacted to the close game. It was wonderful watching my Chiefs win once again. And uh, they're calling for possibly a three-peat because uh, they've now won back-to-back -back Super Bowls. Congratulations to the Chief and Chief fans. Uh, we wish you well. Um, we had a pro-life theme today and had guests on. Um, and I appreciate William, the pro-life teenager of Chattanooga. And I played the Tucker Carlson interview with the pro-life Spider-Man. I'd like to uh, close out with Mother Teresa and her pro-life message that made even the uh, other Democratic um, colleagues in the House cringe. This is a few years ago. The greatest destroyer of peace today is the cry of the innocent unborn child. To me, the nations who have legalized abortion, they are the poorest nation. For the child is the greatest gift of God to a family, to a nation, and to the whole world. God bless you. When Mother, Mother Teresa, that was a powerful 30-second statement that has been played around the world for over a decade. And we salute you and heaven miss Mother Teresa. God bless you. May, uh, may uh, the Lord give you a hug. As we get ready to head out for the day, uh, let me remind you that you can get my book, Move Your Mountains by Maisel Duncan. It uh, is on sale at Amazon Books, uh, Barnes & Nobles, uh, wherever you get your online material. Uh, Thrifty Books had a sale for a while, but uh, we appreciate all that uh, invest in the book. I'll be back tomorrow, and God bless you, my friends. WBMG Chattanooga. Broadcasting live from the heart of the South. This is the Nuga Radio Network. News talk and cool tunes. Nuga Radio. Nuga Radio.
to be joined by the man who caught that pass, the Super Bowl winning touchdown, Chiefs wide receiver, McCole Hardmans. He's at the Fountain Blue in Vegas. McCole, good morning. Um, first of all, I know that you're out there celebrating. How does it feel to be Super Bowl champs? Hey, man, it feels great. Uh, Indescribable feeling. Um, yeah, that's all you really can say about it. It definitely feels great. You need to leave. It's so incredible, that moment. It's the thing that every little kid probably dreams yeah. of. I'm going to be the guy who catches the game-winning <laughs> touchdown in overtime in the Super Bowl. So we heard from Patrick Mahomes that you kind of blacked out. Is it coming back to you now? Do you really <laughs> not remember that key moment? I don't remember none of it. Like literally, I when I caught the pass, I I blacked out for a second. It's just like, I guess that the magnitude of the moment just like like got to me. But all I can remember is after I caught it, I just seen Pat running to me like you're a champion. I'm like, oh, we won. Okay, bet. And I just started celebrating. So I definitely don't remember nothing after I caught the ball. I love it. It all seemed to play out in slow motion in overtime, which was such a dramatic end to the game. At halftime, things weren't looking good. I guess Coach Andy Reid probably had something to say to you guys at halftime that helped kind of turn the beat around. What did he say? Well, it really wasn't Coach Reid. It was it really Trav. Um, Travis really um, said something in there just to get us focused and just let them know that we were, we're, we're being ourselves. Because obviously we didn't play our best half, and um, the defense was doing everything they needed to do. But as the offense, we wasn't producing. So uh, Trav kind of gave a, a little heartfelt speech in the, at halftime that kind of got the, the fire going. Well, whatever he said, it worked. How does it feel, McCall? I mean, you're Super Bowl mm -hmm. champ. Your season, you started with a different team. You were traded midseason. Here you are. Mm -hmm. You're the man. You've worked so hard. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes thinks you are incredible and is singing your praises. How does this sink in, or has it even sunk in? Uh, I ain't sucking it yet, I don't think, man. I just feel like, you know, the, the, my role was just so, you know, like a roller coaster, just up and down, um, getting traded, first time ever happened in my career, and just going back to a team that, you know, I got drafted by and being welcomed and, you know, and actually, you know, in here winning the Super Bowl. Like, I don't really think it, I want to have it any other way. But it definitely have not sided in yet, but I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. I got a question. What have you been my friend and former Secret Service agents, policemen, uh, Marine, federal agents, firearms instructor. I don't know. He's done everything. I don't know what he hasn't done. Uh, but, uh, it, it, you know, Tim is the guy to go to when there's a problem and you want to find out what we're supposed to do. So, uh, Tim, thank you for being here with us. I certainly appreciate it, my friend. Chuck, it's a blessing to be with you. We go back 25 years, so you can pick on me. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, I, I do pick on him quite a bit, but uh, this time I'm going to start asking you questions because I want to know what in the world is going on here. Uh, we just had a church shooting yesterday in Houston, Texas, at Lakewood Church, uh, Joel Osteen's church. Uh, I don't even care that it's, about, that it's Joel Osteen's church. It just suffice it to say it's a gigantic church. Uh, 90,000 uh, people at that church. And uh, so let's talk about what happened. We know that it was a woman shooter. She had a child with her. What, the, what, what in the world happened? Uh, so you know um, a lot more about it than I do. Why don't you mm -hmm. give us a rundown, uh, blow by blow, of what actually happened? Yeah, so Chuck, first off, let me say to everybody on the channel, this hits deep and personal. 
the war has come to our churches. Uh, as you know, uh, I, I oversaw, started, and led a mega church, uh, church security program. And that was after 9-11, and we were dealing with all of the, hey, what should we be thinking about terrorism now? But that's not really on our scope. Well, guess what, folks? It's on our scope now because what we know is that this was a terrorist attack. Uh, I'm, uh, let me say the facts are still coming in. We don't know everything about everything, but what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing indirectly from folks on the scene is that this person was in the process of transitioning. This person was clearly affiliated with the church at some point, more details to follow, and this person after the attack where this person walked in with a child and then began shooting with a long gun uh, AR platform rifle. And on the rifle itself was um, the Palestinian issue um, spelled out. So free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. That's right. So what we know. Wait, now, so, uh, so we know. Wait, this wasn't a woman. It was a guy that was transitioning to a woman. Is that? Yeah, that's the reporting. The reporting okay. is this was a transitioning person. Um, okay. What we, what's strikingly eerily to me is that was the Nashville situation. Remember a covenant school? That was the Nashville situation. And then I'm told by the bureau that there is another arrest made. I believe it's in Denver, where a uh, a person transitioning was targeting, amongst other targets, churches. So this is especially problematic from a number of perspectives, and let me tell you why. We knew in the Secret Service that if there was an assassination attack, you had to be really concerned that there would be others out there that maybe were sitting on the fence that would go, you know what, that's right, I could do that. And that's the greatest concern I have in this situation, is that this has happened, it happened at Covenant School, Covenant had virtually no protection. Thank God that Lakewood had on staff security folks. Now, I'm told they were detailed police officers, which is good because they're trained, they're equipped, that they can get help like that. And they were monitoring a very important place, which was the church lobby. One of the principles we took away in the Secret Service is you're most vulnerable at your arrival and departure points because mm -hmm. you know that that's a place where someone's going to be there, and usually it's a group of people. So this is especially concerning at a number of levels, and we'll get into more of this uh, as we go back and forth. I even have greater concerns that, you know, after Covenant, everybody was shaken, but not a lot changed. Nobody mm -hmm. really looked at things and said, okay, how do we deal with the increased threats that we're dealing with uh, in the U.S. now? It used to be overseas, but now it's here. So how do we deal with that? We could talk about that because I really have some, uh, hopefully, sure. some good ideas about things we should be doing. Well, you, you know, you're uh, just so everybody knows, Tim is the head of Lionheart International Services Group, and one of the things that Lionheart does is church security training all around the country. And specifically, well, not only, but uh, they've done a lot of training with mega churches around the country. I've been with you uh, in some of the largest churches in America. And you help, you're helping them set up. This, these are churches that are so big that 
having an incident, a security-related incident in their church is not a matter of if, it's a matter of every Sunday. Uh, this right. They have so many people. You have a jilted lover, you have an angry person, you have a, a you know, estranged husband, some, somebody, somebody drives up in the parking lot and, and commits suicide. Something happens every single week. And I'm, I imagine Lakewood Church is similar since they have 90,000 people going there. I mean, it's a it's a football stadium. Uh, and so I'm sure that they're what, – what, what do you know about Lakewood's security team and the way that they do security? Anything? Yeah, so it, it, they did a lot of what we did. You remember when you came to the church, I was overseeing. And, and we had a combination. We put in uh, – you know, if you think of security, you have to think in terms of concentric circles of protection from the park, from the curb in, and then to the building, and then into the sanctuary and the sensitive areas. And they had a similar protocol set up. Uh, fortunately, there were three officers able to respond there. Now, these are commissioned, trained law enforcement officers. I think one was from the sheriff's department. One was from um, Houston. If we would get more involved and educate ourselves on the issues, understanding uh, some of the issues, our people, I think, would respect us more, that we really live in the real world and that we have common sense. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative. Today, Pastor Maisel Duncan, host of the Patriot Pastor Show on Nuga Radio 92.7 FM, joins us to discuss conservative media at the state and local level and why Christians should engage in politics and culture. Maisel Duncan is a Chattanooga native where he graduated from Red Bank High School. Later, Duncan attended ETSU where he double majored in sociology and communications. He received his Master's of Divinity at Mid-American Seminary. He founded Championship Ministries in 1991, an organization that invests a significant amount of time and energy addressing the issues of homelessness in the Chattanooga area through food pantry distribution. He currently pastors his congregation at Appison Baptist Church. Maisel, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Brandon. I'm a big fan. I like, uh, like your stuff. Well, you and three other people. So I'm glad. I'm glad I've got I've got at least a third of my listening audience on here today. Uh, so, Maisel, talk a little bit about you know what led you to start uh, the Patriot Pastor Show, when so many church leaders uh, insist that Christians should stay out of politics or, in many cases, just culture in general. Well, you know. Um... When I served in Texas uh, under Dr. Rick Scarborough, I was his youth pastor, he had a thing called Vision America. And I got to meet Dr. Jerry Falwell and some other um, pastors that um, talked to some of us young guys and said, you know, if we're gonna be salt and light and help preserve the culture, that's part of what salt is, it's a preservative. We can't be afraid of the tough parts of, um, of ministry. And I never tell folks how to vote. I just remind folks to vote. And I try to make politicians and folks that are influencers in the community, uh, let them know that we pray for them 
but then our voices count too. So it was kind of through that mentoring, and as I've become a, a more seasoned pastor myself, uh, I just feel they need help too. They're, they're not bad people. Politicians, um, um, if the church continues to give them the Heisman, you know, and backs away, uh, they don't have, uh, they don't, they, all they have is the special interest groups and the vocal uh, folks, and they, they feel like we don't really care. And that's the, uh, that's the misnomer I think a lot of pastors don't realize by not engaging them and befriending them, praying with them, um, they just assume our silence is agreement, and it's not. No, uh, we've, we've watched a, um, a lot of things in our culture and in our churches change because people will not address those issues where, you know, when you look in the Bible, like the prophets were never afraid to address cultural or political issues. I mean, they were in the thick of it continually and constantly. Uh, Jesus uh, addressed a lot of that himself. Uh, many of the many of the apostles later had to do similar things. Uh, so I think it's unusual um, that that the church has, has gotten completely out of, in many cases, uh, the political or the cultural realms, and they've just kind of insulated themselves uh, apart from culture. And as culture has moved on, it's 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 made it a lot less friendly place to be a Christian in the United States when it used to be exactly the opposite. And so that's probably a lot of how we got into this, which leads me to my next question. Uh, it seems that the church is in trouble in America, and there are some dangerous influences making their way uh, through the church. I've heard my pastor speak about this. I've heard many uh, pastors that, that engage in culture and politics talk about this, uh, and even through mainstream denominations. Uh, what are you seeing that's going on in, in these mainstream denominations that is um, causing maybe the, the faithful to wobble a little bit, and maybe, maybe we're not reaching as many people because of these influences? That's, um, I tell you, the thing that, that I think we're getting away from is what our, our real job is. And as a pastor, my job is to, to encourage, to inform and disciple. Jesus said, go and make disciples. That's, that's number one. Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? You remember? Love God. And he said, but by the way, love others. So that's kind of our, our mandate. But if you're going to disciple and train someone, that means you need to disciple, in my opinion, and train them in all aspects of life. The church, I think, got so inward focused. And if you go look at the history, when we started building buildings, there's an old slogan called Together We Build from the 80s and 90s. And when churches started focusing on the facilities and not being a facilitator, what we did is we took our eyes off the ball, and, and most pastors, if you're out there, pastor, tell me if you don't agree. You get around a bunch of pastors, and they ask you about the ABCs. How's your attendance? How's your baptisms? And how's your cash? How's the offering? We measure success by numbers, and that's not, I don't think that's what Jesus wanted us to do. Your attendance is going to go up and down. Your baptisms will go up and down, and your finances if a pastor's listening to me and you're having an off season as far as numbers go, that doesn't make you a failure because Jesus even looked at his disciples once when it said everyone left him. He says, are you going to leave me as well? Uh, we're to be faithful. We're not called to be popular. And that's the problem. A lot of guys worry about everyone liking them 
instead of, you know, and not that I, I want to alienate, but at the end of the day, I want to hear well done, thou, well done, thou good and faithful one from Jesus, um, not from Facebook land or from Twitter world. I think that is that is an interesting uh, take, and I think it's accurate. Um, it seems like if if and when you preach the gospel, and if and when you declare that from the way that Jesus wants you to, all the other problems tend to take care of themselves. It's when you you get off track that I think that we have uh, problems. You know, I've I've seen a lot, and I, I must admit this is not my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is just state politics, primarily our our primary beat is the legislature. Um, and what and goes you on? Me, you keep me educated, by the way. I listen to you, and I get a lot of my information from you about the state. I appreciate that. You do a great job. Well, if, if there's only two organizations that report on it, so if you want it, you got to come to us uh, or the Tennessee Star. And the Tennessee Star does a great job, but they've they've got multiple states now that they covered. So their their Tennessee coverage has been diluted quite a bit, while ours is exclusively focused on it. Uh, but yeah, we, there, there are bills and things that have gone on in the legislature this year that I kid you not, Maisel, not a single solitary media outlet aside from ours has covered big stuff on illegal immigration, social media censorship, the whole nine yards. But, but back to this issue, um, cultural Marxism, uh, diversity, you know, uh, equity and inclusion seem to have really seeped its way into the church. And over the last two years, especially, uh, I've watched, and I've watched it, that DEI and that uh, cultural Marxism stuff even creep into a church that I used to belong to. And in this most recent season, uh, for two years, we really watched the church, in my opinion, uh, worry, I think, a lot more about pleasing each other, about virtue signaling to one another as congregants than we did going to, to worship God. And so that's one thing that really worried me, and especially as churches closed down during the pandemic uh, and didn't open back up, and number number two, that they allowed the government to even do it uh, if they didn't agree with it. We never shut down, pal. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Uh, too many did. But what are your thoughts generally about about you know cultural Marxism, DEI, and then also I'd like to just kind of hear your thoughts on what we went through the last two years and, and, and maybe – what we could learn if something like this tries to roll down the pike again. Well, those of you that like to read the New Testament need to remember most of it was written in prison. You can't be afraid of what the government will do to you. Uh, that's why we didn't shut the doors. The doors were open, the altar was open, and I was in the pulpit every Sunday. If, um, if they said you only have 10 in the, in the center, We'd have 10, but we'd have breakout rooms with uh, iPads, phones, and at the end, we'd all fellowship out in the parking lot. But I was determined the government would not shut my church down. I know some pastor friends that would call me worried, etc. but I said, guys, um, this is a time more than ever the church should be open. Amen. And I know everyone said, let's just do Facebook Lives from our living rooms, etc. And I, and I realized that, and we started doing Facebook Lives. We've invested now in a nice camera. We try to do a better job with our, with our stuff, but there's still something about saying the church is open, the altar's open, and, uh, and I, I'm, I'm in the building, and I'll be waiting on you. I was very blessed. 
uh, I took, you know, the vitamins, homemade hydroxychloroquine, um, and I was, I've been healthy through the whole thing. I'm not a vaxxer. Um, I'll go ahead and put that on the table. I don't believe infection injections. So um, I had to learn to have code names because when you're on the radio or on Facebook and you say certain words, you know, the, the kids in their pajamas and mama's basement will, will fact check you. But uh, I believe, uh, Brandon, my heart is that the church has been purged. And I think what's happened is all the cool and all the, uh, the folks that were in it for maybe the wrong reasons um, are, are the ones that needed to be exposed. The servants are serving. And um, that's just the way I see it. Uh, you can get mad or glad I said on my radio show all the time, but I'm going to tell you like I, like I see it. And I think too many pastors were more worried about what Fauci said than what God said. And uh, that was a mistake. I believe go it was. back, uh, tell your listeners to go back and study uh, Saul Alinsky. He was a Satanist that wrote the book Rules for Radicals. He's got eight steps to taking America from a, uh, a republic to a socialist country. He dedicated the book to Satan. If you read the front side of the book, the, the cover, because Satan was the first successful rebellion to take one third of the angels. And so, you know, Satanists and Luciferians, they celebrate that. There was a young girl called a missions. She went to a Methodist school to be a missionary. Saul Alinsky got hold of her and eventually got her to denounce her faith. And she ended up going into politics. Um, and, and you may know of Miss Rodham. Some of you know her as Hillary Rodham Clinton. He got hold of another young man in Chicago. His name was Barry Satoro. You know him as Obama. If you go back and do the research, a lot of your things that are coming out now, he died in 1972. But Saul Alinsky's impact, and then dovetail and understand what progressivism is, and modernism is, and um, critical theory. Uh, everyone focuses on critical race theory, but if you just study the, the concept of critical theory with modernism and postmodernism, you see how those dovetailed, and they intentionally went to the higher levels of education, our colleges and our graduate schools. They worked their way down to the high school, middle school, and now we're seeing in our elementary schools uh, what we're seeing. It was a slow game. They played the long game. And what the liberals did a good job back in the 20s, 30s, and 40s is they went after the judicial system and the education system. We didn't see it coming because Christians are so much into the, the now. We don't think down the road well. We're not good planners. Conservatives, by the time we started getting our act together and trying to come back or, or respond, they were voting prayer out of school and, and things in the, the 60s through the 70s and 80s, we were playing catch up when they had the long game going. So I'm saying that to say a lot of pastors, and I, and, I, and, I'm all, and I study the word of God, don't get me wrong, but I do like to study history, trends, and I like to understand why um, people think and do like, that's, that's the sociologist in me. You know, why does so many folks uh, do certain things? 
Uh, I was a guy at Walmart when everybody was following the arrows with my mask off going the opposite way just to see how people would, would respond. And you know what happened? On a, a bunch of occasions, especially the men would take their mask off and come, hey, talk to me. Hey, man, why, why aren't you wearing a mask? I said, well, why are you wearing one? Well, I said, because Fauci told you to. Well, it's, I said, don't be brain, man, look at this. This looks like I'm amazed for rats. <laughs> they had you lined up walking through. And I said, this is nothing but mind control. Think about this, Brandon. They were pointing things at your head, your forehead, to check your temperature. There's other ways to check temperature. You didn't need to have a gun like an instrument to intimidate and standing six feet apart. Why? Because in the end times and revelations, we're told you will not be able to do commerce without having the mark of the beast, which will be on the forehead or under the arm. You'll be standing six feet apart, my friends, one day, those of you listening. I'll be raptured out, but those of you that don't believe in Jesus, you will remember these words. And they'll be scanning your head, and you'll be at six feet apart before you're allowed to enter to do any commerce. They've already tried that with the, uh, the vaccination uh, passports. And their goal is to tie your financial and your medical records together in the cloud. And you guys probably heard this. They're already trying to say that your credit score will be affected by your medical. So, and I'll just step out one more one more issue out there to, to see if we can make a liberal's head explode. When they go cashless completely, you'll be in line saying, hey, I wanna buy some ice cream. And when they scan it, they've got your medical records in the cloud. They've got your financial. Mr. Duncan, uh, you, you got uh, blood pressure. You, you're gonna put that back. You can't buy that. Well, I would not, you know, it, it, every, it's funny how soon people forget what just happened. Uh, I don't forget. I mean, it was it was traumatic to me when they shut my church and my gym down and when they altered my way of life. Uh, when I led that protest on the Market Street Bridge, uh, even my wife thought I was out over my skis. And this was like, I just saw it come up. It was like March of 2020. And this is like, just a few weeks into it, I was like, this stuff is not going to go away anytime soon. Everybody else thought it was two weeks. I knew better than that. And uh, and, and, and it has all come to pass. Uh, everything that I thought that would have, because I, I, have, a, I have a sixth sense for, for bullies. And I know when people are being bullied. And so that's, that's a lot of what went on. Here's the Tennessee Conservative, guys. We bring you news that no other organization will bring you. We're the only organization that covered anything on social media censorship. We're the only organization that is fighting in any significant way against illegal immigration in our state. We're one of the strongest advocates for school choice. We try our very best to keep Republicans honest on their campaign promises. And we try to fight against the corruption caused by left-leaning corporations in Nashville and the bureaucracy that government has created that works against your interests with taxpayer-funded lobbyists. The only way we can do this, and I kid you not, is with your support. Nobody else is gonna do it. If you're waiting on somebody else to be conservative in your stead, that's how we got to the point we are, and that's why we have so few conservative media outlets. So when you go to tennesseeconservativenews.com support, and if you give any amount, we will send you 
this proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. We will also send you this Please Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. And we will send you a directory, and I hope this thing changes in the primary of all our state Republicans, uh, both at the House and at the Senate level, so that when they try to do shenanigans, you can call them and tell them to stop, and when they try to do good things, you can ask them to go forward. And finally, if you get $50 or more, or a recurring donation of $10 or more, you will get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. Now, this tumbler was made from the melted-down sword of Excalibur. It has magical properties. It will imbue you with superpowers. It will correct all of your vitamin uh, deficiencies. It also uh, cures most rheumatoid arthritis. And um, if you were to, to take this, and if you were to put all the campaign promises in here that were made on the campaign trail, this also has like a Wonder Woman's magic lasso. It has the ability to get truth out of people. If you put most Republicans' campaign promises in here, which would fill it up to the very brim, and you close the lids and you wave your hand over it and then you poured it out, you'd get about three drops of conservative policy. That is how magical this tumbler is, and it helps conservative messages and news get out there. Guys, I need your help. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. I'll plainly tell you, last year, we got our taxes back. I put 65 grand into this puppy. So when you say, well, I don't have any money I can't give, I'm going to have to call BS on that. Get in the fight. Give today. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. I can't do it without you. Don't wait for somebody else to do it because it ain't going to get done. Shifting gears a little bit. We're just going to cover all kinds of stuff here today. Let's take a, take a few minutes to talk about homelessness in general and its current impact here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, on the one hand, there are individuals who are mentally ill, incapable of holding down steady employment of any kind. Uh, those people certainly need assistance. Uh, I believe it'd be a lot better if the, if the church and nonprofits gave it to them and the government. Uh, when you get charity uh, from an individual or an organization, it, it, it makes you want to be charitable to other people. When you get it from the government, it typically makes you bitter and it makes you feel entitled and it, and it takes away your self-worth. On the other hand, there are those who enjoy a carefree lifestyle. They enjoy moving from city to city without any responsibilities on government assistance and charitable handouts. I mean, listen to Lefty Frizzell and Merle Haggard. Like the, ho the hobo lifestyle is nothing new. I camp. I love to go out in the woods. I spend days out in the woods with nothing but just like whatever I can take. If I love to do that in an urban environment, I guess I would, I'd be in heaven. But I don't, I don't like the urban environment. And you look at cities like San Francisco, who are a perfect example of what liberal policies coupled with a homeless charity complex can produce. It basically turns the area into an urban hellscape that is abandoned by both residents and businesses. And I don't know that that area will ever recover. And so in Chattanooga right now, how do we balance the needs of homelessness, uh, people that are truly needy, with the needs of residents as it relates to quality of life, safety, uh, and dare I say, and nobody ever wants to hear this when you're talking about something like homelessness, but something as simple as property value, whether you own retail um, stuff up and down Brainerd Road or whether your house is just a few houses off of it, and that's where I live. Uh, we've got a huge problem with that right now, and it's gotten exceptionally worse over the last eight years, and it's even been ratcheted up more so in probably the last 18 months. So how do you balance those two things? Uh, because I've seen a lot. Uh, being in Brainerd. I'm there. I live in it every day. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, 
you know, I go down every week and hand out supplies to the homeless. So I sit in the streets. I, I pray with them and feed them, and, and, um, and I, I cry with them. Uh, it'll break your heart if you ever go down. Um, I can take you down sometime if you ever want to go down. And um, when you, when you, there, there are people that like to talk. They're not um, just all a bunch of drug addicts. Uh, people have such misnomers. Uh, just like you and I, there's people that say, hey, two white men over 50, they're racist, they're misogynist. I mean, they just go down a litany of accusations and they've never shook our hand. Same thing with homeless people. There are a lot of good people that have had bad situations happen. There are a lot of veterans down there um, sleeping on the streets. So, but the other thing too, Chattanooga is, don't forget Chattanooga Choo Choo. We are a transient town. So a lot of them jump the tracks and they ride from town to town. So we get a lot of, of that. The other thing, we're right here near the Georgia line. So if folks are fleeing from a, from, a, from, a, from a criminal situation that's not federal and they can cross a state line, I mean, that's, I, mean I, I understand some of that about the homelessness. But um, as I try to just tell folks, you know, what, what is a value? When you really think what's a value as a Christian, is it a soul or is it, you know, gold? You know, when we get to heaven, we're going to be walking on the thing we value the most. It's going to be asphalt in heaven. So that's where as in the Christian church, I hate to say it, you've got a lot of Christian snobs, man. I mean, there are some people that uh, if you don't look and smell and dress like them, I mean, they'll, they'll give you the Heisman, man. That's kind of my thing. They won't even come talk to you. And uh, I'm amazed at people that, in the name of Jesus, they really have got an arrogant spirit about them. And it, it just breaks my heart because Jesus tells us to be humble, right? And if we're humble and loving, um, I think then that produces integrity. So I call it the hill, H-I-L. We're always climbing that hill to be humble, have integrity, and to love. I have bad days. I have days I'm not as kind as I should be. But, you know, I've just found if I go and hang out, we also have a food pantry. We distribute food. We feed about uh, 4,000 people uh, a month now. And so up at the Absent Food Pantry, we rent out two old grocery stores. And now we're open seven days a week. We get food donations from uh, all kind of folks. See, we didn't shut down the food pantry either. During the pandemic or pandemic, whatever you want to call it, I was getting calls from St. John's downtown restaurant, Five Guy Burgers, 1885. Hey, I heard you're the pastor that feeds the hungry. I've got all this food. They shut us down. Um, so I'm, I was driving all over town getting food, people doing food drives. Um, now that the, the race, Matt Hollander and Bill Hollander, big help. They helped me feed the hungry. They have for the five years I've been here. Um, and as we get folks to help me raise money, we buy food. Uh, and stuff, people starts coming. We got folks, uh, Brandon, that drive from Saudi Daisy, from down in Georgia, Athens, Tennessee, because they know if they come to Appleton Baptist Church, we don't judge and we'll feed you. And um, I get made fun of. There's people that will watch some of my Facebook lives and say, what are those nice cars doing 
in line if they could afford that car, but they just lost their job. Their husband's hours got cut. Um, I get accused of being a sucker. I'll take that label all day long instead of a snob. You know what I'm saying? There's so many needs out there, Brandon, that I think we could meet. The Christian community, to me, has become so selfish and self-absorbed. We don't see the needs of others until we've met our needs first. And that's not the Bible. That's just me. I mean, you guys may see it different. But if I well, see then, my neighbor hungry so or neighbor I guess the issue that there's, I think there's a combination. I think that, I think that number one, there's, there's obviously an issue that needs to be addressed. However, look where I live, for example, I'm four or five houses off Brainerd Road. We woke up one night, three or four o'clock in the morning. Some guy's out in the bush. He's abducted a child. I've had like two vehicles stolen and left in my parking lot here in the last 18 months. Stuff that never used to happen. When you go up and down the street now, where I live, like it's it's embarrassing to to take people there. There's litter everywhere. There's somebody panhandling on every corner, even though there's ordinances that you can't do it. And then I've lived there long enough, like. There's some of them that I talk to. I run into them at Lamplight Liquor Store because I'm one of those drinking Christians. And uh, and they leave from panhandling. They go to the liquor store. They go back and panhandle. Some of those guys get pimped out. They can only work corners with certain permission. And up and down Brainerd Road now, you're watching through our corridor what was a, an area that used to be you know a skate mall that was coming back up. Now it's starting to look like broken out teeth up and down, up and down, the entire street that area is starting to slowly decay you've got a huge hotel that's full of nothing and drug use and petty crime leads to larger crime it's getting to where the area that i live is getting to where like it's not safe to live in and that's one reason i'm leaving i mean something has to be pretty bad for me to leave my home in 15 years and it's all of this stuff i think rudy giuliani used to talk about it's like the broken window theory if you let petty crimes go unpoliced long enough you'll you'll live in a, in an area that's not safe and so I don't, I don't think that, that homelessness should be outlawed or anything, but there are some things that there has to be, at some point there has to be a balance between, uh, you know, for example, this perfect example, there was, I, I went by Eastgate Mall the other day and there's all these places that are for lease and out in front of them, there are a lot, just people sleeping out in front of them. Well, if you've got a building for lease and you're a small entrepreneur, and I've got guys that own little bitty shops up and down Brainerd Road that have been there for 20 or 30 years, they're having to close down because now they say that their clients don't want to come there because they don't feel like it's safe because they get heckled or harassed in the parking lot. And so there's like this, I don't think there's anything wrong with being homeless. And I, and I think that, that, you, that anyone that, that can do whatever they can to help should. But at the same time, like there's, I think it's going to Brainerd Road's going to turn into Rossville Boulevard if that's not cleaned up. Now they clean it up if it's on Mayor Kelly's property in Chattanooga. He had homeless encampment on his property, and they they clean that up at city expense. But if it's in my neighborhood, or if it's over in Brainerd Road, it, it isn't addressed, and it's getting to where Brainerd Road looks like the Walking Dead, depending on what time of the day you go by there. Maybe I'm just sensitive to it because I've lived there, and I'm worried that my community's going to fall apart. I, I hear you. Um, let me just, I'm not diverting, but I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to take a loop. Uh, you've probably heard of George Soros, um, his open society. He owns 96 uh, shell companies. Um, 
64 have a direct impact on America. For instance, he owns Dominion voting machines in 26 states now in America. A non-American owns voting machines in America. But I don't know if you're aware of this. He bought out the YMCA, Salvation Army now, Christianity Today magazine. What we have what we have shown is that Christianity is for sale. And so what they're doing, they're buying out these organizations, I think, to intentionally try to agitate the Christian community and, and compassion ministries, if you will. And I believe they're using homeless people as pawns because they're low on crime. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping Cody will change that. I, I, I supported Cody Wall because I, I don't think Pinkston was, because I'm, I'm a believer. If you do the crime, you do the time. So if somebody's wandering our streets, that's a pedophile, uh, a rapist, a bank robber, whatever you want to, he, and, but he keeps getting out because they feel sorry or the jails are full, et cetera. That, that's what's, I think what's happening is our judicial system. I mean, you got Keith Ellison that left the Senate to go to Minnesota to be a district attorney. You guys go look. If you look at what, if you listen to Mike Pompeo, his speech to the governors in 2020, he warned us about the CCP and their involvement in helping, even at grassroots, some towns, uh, councils, city uh, uh, school boards, up to uh, and especially secretary of states that 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 sign off on the election counts where i'm going with all this is they were really and then just defund the police they, they they're playing the long game on us brandon and that they're getting our community so confused about what's legal and what's not telling folks they can go loot and uh they've got insurance you remember kids kids were going in and just stealing and walking out the door my daughter lives down in New Orleans, and she was in Walmart, and a guy went in and walked out with a TV and some stuff. And the employees were saying, sir, you didn't pay for that. He just, he just got put in his car and he drove away. Because it was under, there's now in cities like New Orleans, if it's under so many thousands of dollars, they pretty much get to walk. That's where we're at. So it's emboldened bad behavior. So going back to the homeless, a lot of these homeless people don't feel there's any consequences for bad behavior. And that's where we've got to start going back to having a, an agreement. But when you don't agree on what's right and wrong, see, that's when you go back and study about modernism and postmodernism. What's right for you may not be right for me. What's wrong for you may not be wrong for me. There's no plumb line of truth. So how do you control a society if you don't believe the Bible for instance, the Ten Commandments, that, that's where I think it's, it's, it's just drifted down to our local community level because I'm a big, I'm a big proponent. I think uh, what they ought to do is, is get more money back into the mental health facilities. There are people that need to be in a mental health facility. I also think we ought to have rehabilitation. You, hey, you're down on your luck. Let's help them have a place to live, help them find a job, help them maybe get their GED or a business trade, you know, have like a second chance program. And then, you know, but hey, if you if you get that chance and you blow it and do crime again, you do the crime, you do the time. So 
I don't know if that's a long answer and it answers your question, but I don't think you're a bad guy because you, your property value is being, being hurt. Um, I know churches that, uh, because the vandalism stuff, they relocated their church facilities because the town, the community in which they live just got to be so crime ridden. They were trying to be compassionate, but the community got so out of control. They ended up relocating their facilities. I mean, I don't want to condemn folks if they have to make those choices, but I'm just a guy that still believes if you're hungry, I want to feed you. And if you need, you know, you need clothes, I want to clothe you. And if you're cold, I want to give you a blanket. Yeah. And the other part I will say, you know, I've watched what's happened in my community, but I also grew up around uh, lots of welfare. Look, it's pervasive in my family. um, And I've watched... Sometimes I think it would be better for people to go through hard times than to get handouts so that they could have the self-esteem of having to put food on the table, even if it wasn't that much. Because I have watched so many in my family uh, through government assistance, charitable assistance, people that are able-bodied, intelligent, good-looking, healthy, strapping young men, especially. I I had one cousin shoot himself in the leg to get the Alabama lottery, which is disability. And there's this pervasive culture of dependence um, that is an entitlement that is sweeping through our nation. And I worry, it, it is so, and sometimes I think it's almost, it's like that book, The Tragedy of American Compassion. And sometimes I wonder, like, where is the line? It is very hard to tell. And I can see, like, for example, you know, we, we have the same panhandlers in our neighborhoods. And they leave panhandling, and the cast goes in the back of the Suburban. The crutches are shed. And then, like, and like the other day, like the people that were panhandling, they left where they were panhandling. They walked across the interstate, and they just walked into a house, very nice house, that just right beside the interstate. I don't know if they picked the house because of the panhandling or they started the panhandling because they lived in the house. And so you could make, like, I mean, if you, I mean, just by the hour. And I've thought about going out there just to see how much I could make because I'm, I'm kind of a business person. I'd like to see what would work and what wouldn't. I'd split test it. I'd do variables. And eventually you'd figure out like, what would make the most money. And if you can make more doing something that is almost identically the same to having a job doing something else, but you make more money at it. I mean, most there are a lot of jobs that's not on your feet doing something serving people for a living. And if you can do that, that even though it's illegal in, in, in Chattanooga, and if you can make more money, I think people will do it, and I, I don't slight them for doing it, but it does aggravate me that the government doesn't do anything about it, especially if they put laws on the books that are against it. And I've just watched in the drugs that have come into our community on Brainerd Road because of all this. It's just been, it, it has been, it's, it's been sad to watch it decay. And I don't know what the answers are, but it can't just be compassion without any thought of consequence because i think that is ultimately what happened in in cities like san francisco what's happening in austin texas and other areas is like it was like compassion with no end and the end is somewhere that doesn't look very good and really isn't good for anybody so i don't know what the answer is but it, it that is goes a back to your opening question pastors not wanting to get involved in politics and working with their politicians except in maybe ethnic churches Caucasian pastors have been browbeat by the Johnson Amendment. When you go back and look at that, it's just like people have been taught separation of church and state. 
that's not in the Constitution. And when you tell folks that, and I say, prove me wrong. You hear me say on my radio show time, prove me wrong. And I had a guy that was director of the uh, schools in South Haven, Mississippi. When I spoke at a church once, he, I said, if you find it in there, I'll buy you a steak dinner. Well, I met him uh, a week later, and he was hiding from me. His name's Charlie. I said, Charlie, did you find it? And this is what he said, Brandon. He goes, I've got a doctorate in education. I have been a school teacher, a principal, and now I'm over the school systems of South Haven, Mississippi. And I never read the Constitution until you challenged me, but I read it to try to prove you wrong, because that's I love doing that to liberals. Prove me wrong, because I kind of trick them, because then they have to find truth. And I said, well, what do you think now, Charlie? I said, it was a statement made by Jefferson to a Baptist assembly assuring them there would not be a Church of England again, where we made everyone worship. But they took his phrase, there will always be a separation of church and state. And this is how the liberals worked it. For decades, they kept repeating it and repeating it. And in the 1960s, in a Catholic busing incident, incident there in New York City, they brought that up and ramrodded it up through the, up to the Supreme Court. And they repeated that phrase so often Here's a guy with a doctorate in education believing it. With that said, you've got so many pastors that, and I, and I love my, my pastor brothers. They, they, some of them get offended when I try to lovingly nudge them to, to, to truth. But if we would get more involved and educate ourselves on the issues, understanding uh, some of the issues, our people, I think, would respect us more, that we really live in the real world. And then we have common sense, you know, but going back to your, 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 the situation here in Chattanooga, the homelessness, a lot of them live near two things. They try to live near light. So in the dark, they're not, you know, they, they they've got safety issues and they'll try to live near food. We've got a soup kitchen downtown. If you go down to the soup kitchen, you'll see multiple tent cities in walking distance and that's who i go and help a lot when i take uh i take 150 200 bags downtown and it's a it's a ziploc gallon bag with a roll of toilet paper a bottled water protein bars a few other slim gems crackers people get real creative and um we we give those out to people and it helps us have a conversation and um some of them, you know, you go up to a homeless person, Brandon, a lot of them look down because they're a little embarrassed. And I tell folks, please don't try to take pictures with them. They're embarrassed. You know, that's not the time for selfies. But just go love on them. There was a guy down there this last Friday. He's been shot in the head. I don't know why, but he has slurred speech. He can hardly walk. And he calls me preacher man. And he loves when I sit down. I just sit down on the street with him. And we talk. Now, I can only hear, understand about every third word, but because I just sit and let him talk to me and I pray with him, um, that means the world to him. I don't know if we can get him a job. I, there's guys like, there's some people, Brandon, that just are extreme cases they need. I think that's when government handouts are good. Yeah, I agree. But then you go back to some of these guys that can work um, and they choose not to. And I know people that are on disability. I've got a cousin. If you're hearing me, pal, you know who you are. 
And I've got team guys here in Appleton that would work for cash only because they don't want to mess up their, their handout. They claim to have disabilities, but they seek jobs for cash. That doesn't sit well with me. Okay? I'm all for helping people, but I don't like helping lazy people. So well, here's I don't what want to send a mixed I message. I will I will take you up on your invitation to get down there. Give me give me a couple of months. I'm getting into this new house and it's just chaos trying to get moved. I've I've never been stretched so thin in my life. Two businesses, two kids, two houses. And I'm in the middle I'm in the middle of all of it. And but I'll I'll come down there. I I'll I'll take you up on your invitation. I'll come help. I'm a good worker. So I'll come down there and 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 uh and help you out one day. So uh, before we leave, uh, thanks again for coming on here. Um, we got an upcoming show. We're going to be on Nuga Radio. I think that's going to be tomorrow. Uh, by the time this gets recorded and released, y'all have to listen to it. Uh, well, maybe we can record it and put it out on the podcast uh, as well and simulcast that on our uh, podcast. But uh, between now and then, uh, tell us, uh, tell people how they can watch your show, listen to your show, uh, find you, follow you. Well, the Nuga Network just expanded. We are 96.9, but also now 99.7 FM. Uh, We're in the process of trying to buy up more radio stations to strengthen our signal and expand the distance. When we were 92.7, they were CBS affiliated and they would run stuff and the ownership. And so he he, uh, just did a clean break and went to a weaker signal to rebuild because now they just want to be a total conservative. The reason they contacted me is because I did a thing called the Red Hat videos. I used to do just conservative talk and I would have 6,000 plus views, sometimes eight. Um, And then the election started coming up and I got in trouble for leading the Pledge of Allegiance, asking folks to join me. I got got, uh, uh, ripped by Facebook and that's when I found out what Facebook jail was all about. So when they brought me back out of Facebook jail, I noticed my viewership was limited. Long and short, David Toulis was watching me and he came to church one day and said, hey, I'd like to interview you. So he interviewed me. Then he um, said, hey, why don't you do a Wednesday show? So I started out with a Wednesday show. The ratings took off. So they said, hey, would you like to do a daily show? But it was in the middle of the day and it was kind of hurting my ministry here. So then they said, why don't you do the drive home five to seven? So I'm on five to seven, uh, Nuga radio, uh, Monday through Friday. And, um, I have the Patriot pastor page, uh, the Mesel Duncan page and the Mesel pa- uh, pastor Duncan page. Uh, the reason I have three is because, um, when Facebook shuts one down, I try to have one that's available because I do talk about issues that no one else will talk about. And um, and I get the eye roll, but I always get that call from the pastors or from the church member wanting to know more. I even have politicians, and I don't disclose their name. I've got five politicians that you would know their names that I've become their prayer partner because they know I understand issues and I and I truly care. Um, and I'll say this: um, Senator God Gardenhire had me go up to Nashville and say the prayer over the Senate. And and I don't say this to brag, please don't hear that. 
But I, I fasted and prayed. And when I when I prayed, I said, hey, can we forget we're Democrats or Republicans? Let's just, can I just want to ask God to bless you. I got done praying and three of them got up out. This was during COVID times and hugged me. Others were coming over, shaking my hand. I thought that's what they did to everybody. So I go to the back and I said, hey, dude, can I take a picture? I've never, you know, I've never been here. And he goes, after that prayer, you can take all the pictures you want. I said, what do you mean? He goes, most folks come in here and pray at us. Not many pray to us. And he goes, uh, you can take all the preacher, pictures you want, preacher. <laughs> and I say that to say several of them have contacted me and asked me to be their prayer partner. And I say that say, pastors, there are people out there of influence. If they know one, you're confidential and you're sincere. They want us in their life so that we can help them. And they're making big decisions, Brandon, for, for, for the state, for the, for the country. And they need to know we care. Um, I may not agree with everything they, they say, but I want them to know there's a bridge I'll build with them. And I will pray for just about anybody. Um, so I just encourage folks out there. Um, there's a lot of great preachers out there. Um, I got to do an event with Pastor Greg Locke. Um, he, we're different. He's a screamer and a runner. I'm more of a calm sit down speaker but it was fun doing that event with him uh and getting patriots together and so um when you get the opportunity to do what you and i are doing we're communicators we're different styles but i tell folks all the time you don't always have to listen to me but if i can help connect you to somebody you know you know that that's what we're about i'm a networker i'm not i don't want to be the most popular guy that's not my goal I'm not trying. I'm not. I don't get paid anything on the radio station. You know that. Well, neither I do, do I. I lost sixty-five thousand dollars last year. <laughs> See, that's that's what I'm saying. You and I are servants of information, and we serve the people. I think that's why folks trust us, Brandon, because we're not. Uh, they don't. We're not snake oil salesmen. You know what I mean? Well, if somebody buys some snake oil, I might sell it right now. If they're <laughs> <laughs> well, I, do, I I want to appreciate you because you do keep me post. You keep me updated on what's happening in the state, and uh, I you're one of my sources for state news and information because there's a lot of people. Well, you can uh, we got you can use our prep. show. You can use our show for show prep. Just make sure you 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 just tell them you got it at the Tennessee Conservative News. So you can use that stuff all day long. Uh, yeah. I've got a couple of other radio hosts that have, have started uh, that have multiple stations that have started using us as we cover the legislature. Well, bud, we, we need to wrap up and get get this uh, home. Hey, but real quick, always send your stuff to the Patriot Pastor page. I have to approve it before it goes on, but I, I put your stuff. I always approve your stuff, so send it anytime, and I'll I'll put it on. Well, you're very kind, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, so go to uh, to search patriot pastor if you actually if you search it it pulls up pa patriot pastor nuga radio if you put all three in there uh what is the website uh for the station just look for nuga radio i think i, I, stumped, I stumped Maisel. uh so yeah, if you enjoy I'm, I'm, I'm just a i'm just a lackey i don't really have any influence over there i'm just i'm just i have my own show uh sab and david tulis are the owners very good well we're going to wrap up here uh guys uh if you enjoyed this interview with Maisel Duncan, and I hope you did, uh, we're going to have a great show uh, coming up with the pastor. 
Uh, please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit the subscribe button just in case the old book of faces, which has turned us down as well, uh, decides to turn us off. You'll want to get direct email and text alerts. Uh, and you also can search uh, Tennessee Conservative wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis signing off.
the South. This is the Nuga Radio Network. News talk and cool tunes. Nuga Radio. Nuga Radio. Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Mesa Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith that Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. Medicare Misty can talk to you about all the different plans that are available and what's right for you. 423-777-5577. Seven going to select for Medicare. 423-777-5577. That's 777-5577. Medicare Misty. Forbidden City, 2273 Gun Barrel Road. Buffet that includes shrimp, clams, sushi, Asian food delights, and of course, American fare. Get your chicken, steaks, shrimp, and delicious vegetables cooked right before your very eyes at Forbidden City's Hibachi Grill. I gave them a $20 bill for lunch and dinner and got change. Wow! From sweet tea to your favorite adult beverage. It's Forbidden City, 2273 Gun Barrel Rose. Hi, this is Eric Helton. It's tax time again, and we're here to look out for you. Ask us how you can benefit from recent changes in the tax law and how you can benefit from improved tax planning. We get calls all the time from people who are unsure of their previous tax returns. Also, they may have experienced a life-changing event. We look at last year's returns and see if you've missed anything. We can help you. 423-622-3156. At EJ Pelton Company, we make life less taxing. The cell surgeon. Don't just take your phone to some fly-by-night outfit or some corporate conglomerate who doesn't care about you or the service they provide. Most of our repairs can be done in under an hour. We know how important your phone is to you today. The cell surgeon. Hickson on Highway 153 across from Northgate Mall. TheCellSurgeon.com. 423-668-0100. TheCellSurgeon.com. Don't just take your phone to some corporate conglomerate who doesn't care about you or the service they provide. Hi, this is Jenna Hughes, owner and operator of H&M Herbs. We do like electrodermal stress analysis, which shows different balances and imbalances in the body that will kind of help find the root cause of your issues versus just kind of guessing. We want you to live the highest quality of life possible. So that's our goal. Quality of products very important to us. We're at 1140 Battlefield Parkway in Fort Overthorpe, Georgia, directly across from Chick-fil-A. 706-861-9454. HMHerbs.com. HMHerbs.com. How old is your mattress? Is it time to freshen things up? Nuga Mattress on Gun Barrel Road in the Walmart Shopping Plaza. Nuga Mattress carries Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, Simmons Beauty Rest, Serta, and more. They've also got adjustable bases so you can pick your sleeping angle. They carry bed gear, sheets, and pillows, including the Glacier, Balance, and Storm lines. Nuga 
Urban Mattress on Gumbrill Road, right next to Aldi. 423-498-2888. NougaMattress.com. 498-2888. Nuga Radio! Patriot Pastor Maisel Duncan, and welcome to the show. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Monday, and uh, we are having a wet one here uh, in Chattanooga. It's been raining pretty much the whole day, and uh, makes it just a little slower where you got to go. But you just uh, be safe out there, my friends, if you're driving through uh, the Chattanooga area. And uh, just be thankful that you got the rain. It's answering someone's prayer today, but we'll see. Speaking of answered prayers... uh, is it not funny that when you are in a game such as the Super Bowl, you see people on both sides praying? Now, one of you has got to get a no. <laughs> and, of course, one gets a yes. And, of course, this year it happened to be um, the uh, Chiefs. The Chiefs uh, came out the victors. I don't know what you thought about it, uh, but here's a quick recap. The Kansas City Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl champions. They defeated the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 on Sunday night to win their fourth Super Bowl in a rematch of the big game back in 2020. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes led the team to an overtime win in a game that started off slow but came to an exciting finish. I don't know if I call it an exciting finish, but uh, some some enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a rather uh, boring game, but one of the most exciting parts of the game, many of you probably have seen, it's been all over the internet, is when uh, Kels, the tight end for uh, the Chiefs, came over to yell at his head coach and either intentionally or unintentionally body bumped him to where he dropped his clipboard and all of his stuff. And just kind of looked at him like, hey, you're about to hurt me. Uh, It looked a little bit intense. But this was after the game, Andy Reid explaining uh, Travis Kels and that sideline uh, drama. Was Travis giving that speech on the sideline when he ran into you in the first half? No. (laughs) (laughs) He keeps me young. Yeah. (laughs) Balance looked good. Yeah, not so good. He tested tested that hip out. I know. Like JB's got a new hip, too. Yeah, man. You you took a good hit right there. But but that's how you guys communicate sometimes. Well, he caught me off balance. Normally, I'd give him a little bit, but you know (laughs) I didn't have any feet under me. Uh, Before I go... So anyway, uh, if you didn't catch it, it's it's all over the internet. But uh, uh, Travis Kels, who's probably about about six four, six five, easy, um, weighs a good um, two fifty, uh, ran into um, about a six foot one um, head coach, and uh, Andy Reid uh, just about buckled under. But anyway, it um, it's all good, and, and now they're all loving and hugging. And of course, you've got Travis Kels and Taylor Swift doing the. Um, the, um, the the kissing and uh, congratulations, and so that's that's it. Uh, the game's over, season's over, but I was pulling for uh, the 49ers. I'm, I'm going to admit it. One main reason was Brock Purdy. Um, here he is talking um, before the Super Bowl. This is Super Bowl week, 
about how important scripture is in his walk with God. Just being a pastor, this, this touched my heart. I thought I'd play just a few minutes of this. Question about your faith. Jesus. How you doing? Doing good. How you doing? Good. Tell me about scripture this year, some of the Bible verses that you've been reading and passages that's maybe helped you this year. Yeah, this year for me, it's been Psalm 23. Um, yeah, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Then it goes on. But um, for me, you know, playing this game, playing this sport, there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, you can, it's easy to get wrapped up in, you know, wanting and feeling like wanting to be loved, you know, obviously by your teammates and everybody, but like the world. And so um, for me, like in that, in that passage, it's talking about, you know, I already have what I need from, from the good shepherd and, and Jesus. So um, I don't know, I just been studying Psalm 23 uh, throughout the whole whole season and been going back to it. It's what I start off with actually every single day. I just read off Psalm 23 to myself before I start start off with some solitude and, and then I go about my day. Well, how about that? That's Brock Purdy. Uh, he is Mr. Irrelevant. And if you caught my sermon Sunday at Absent Baptist, I, I did a message on being Mr. or Mrs. Irrelevant in the mindset of the of the world today. But we all have something um, significant to contribute, especially once you've given your heart to Christ. And uh, anyway, go check out the sermon if you want uh, to get inspired by that. But we appreciate Brock Purdy and, uh, and the 49ers. Good game. But the Chiefs uh, just came out a little better. When it goes to overtime, though, uh, the interesting thing was that some of the 49ers said they were not aware of the rules. And uh, on ESPN, they've got an article here. The 49er players say they did not know Super Bowl overtime rules. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs capitalized on the NFL's postseason overtime rules to once again beat the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. While several uh, Chief players and coaches said they had, uh, had a prepared strategy in the event that the Super Bowl went to overtime, Multiple 49 players admitted they were not even aware of the rule changes. Uh-oh. See, it used to be the first team, if you if you, um, you you went out and did the coin toss, whoever got the ball first and scored, the game was over, be it a field goal or a touchdown. Well, they said that's a little bit, um, uh, that kind of makes a Super Bowl just at the flip of a coin. So now they've got both teams have a chance to score. They put the ball in the 20 of the opposing team, and you drive 80 yards to either do a field goal or score. So in the overtime, the 49ers got the the flip, so they chose to get the ball first. They drove down and got stalled uh, in the red zone and kicked a field goal. Well, then the Chiefs got the ball, drove down, and scored a touchdown. Not only more points, but it says also um, uh, the game's over if you score a touchdown. Um, uh, when the other teams had a chance to score and all they get is a field goal. So regard- they didn't have to do a point after or nothing. So the game was over. The Chiefs won. But it's sad to hear that the, uh, the team had, not, uh, had no understanding of the new rules. You know, if I'm playing in a, in a sport and I'm getting paid millions of dollars and I want to really win and be a winner, I think I would know the rules. That's just me. Uh, I think I would have studied up on the rules. But anyway, um, the, um, the other thing that was interesting was the commercials. 
Now, some of you probably, uh, like me, I, I love the Super Bowl commercials, uh, at least the funny ones. I don't like the, the, the ones, and we'll talk about the Christian one in a minute, that got a lot of controversy. But I don't know if you saw this. Joe Biden did a Super Bowl message, um, and it appears it was probably the last minute because he, he turned down being interviewed at the Super Bowl. Uh, for several years now, um, especially Obama and Trump were interviewed at halftime. And Bill O'Reilly uh, interviewed Obama two different times. And I'm trying to remember who, who did Trump. But anyway, Biden has turned it down. He said he did not want to uh, do the Super Bowl. Um, he did not do it last year, and he did not do it this year. Um, as a matter of fact, I think this is his third year. He's, he's turned down all three Super Bowls. But here is uh, Joe Biden's commercial. You can only hear it. But he talks about it's uh, like a message, and he's calling it shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. Mr. President, what did you order? Chocolate, chocolate chip. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. President, what is your message to Republicans who are prepared to block the January 6th you know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size. <laughs> so he goes off on a little bit of a tangent about chips, sports drinks, and ice cream shrinking in size yet costing more. And he calls it shrinkflation. Um, so, hey, that's probably one of the smartest things I've seen or heard Biden say in quite some time. And so, anyway, that, that was uh, your president, Joe Biden, on uh, the Super Bowl. But uh, the thing that got a lot of attention was the woke evangelist upset Christians with a Super Bowl ad that, partic- uh, that talked about washing feet but they brought up some very controversial pictures. For instance, washing feet in front of a uh, pro-abortion establishment and other things. And so you be the judge. Uh, some people thought it was uh, an okay message. Other took issue. Some said they had partial concerns. But let me play. Uh, this is the Sky News. Uh, this is Australia's news that love to poke fun at America. So you're, it's not, they don't lean right, right, right or left. They're pretty much down the middle. So I think they're a pretty fair assessment. So let's listen to their assessment of the woke evangelist Christian Super Bowl ads. Some are saying sponsored by Hobby Lobby. That's not been confirmed. Super Bowl ad, America's woke evangelists have upset many Christians with the latest Super Bowl ad they've put together. Let's have a look at what's been called the foot washing ad. It aired during the first quarter of today's game. And let's just uh, have a look at the message it's uh, giving out. It's showing uh, washing uh, the feet. Christians in front of a family life center, uh, I mean, a a family planning clinic, but others, you know, in a camping trip, uh, in front of a bus, white versus black, black versus white, um, a Palestinian getting her foot washed. So I can see, to me, a lot, there's a lot of positive, but there are a couple in there that looked like it wasn't our Christian ethics. 
It says Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. It's been called a foot washing commercial, Nick. Uh, includes a woman outside a family planning clinic having her feet washed. Uh, the message is that Jesus didn't hate sinners. He washed their feet. But are they missing something, Nick? There's a bit more to that message. Jesus still considered it as sin. He wanted that behaviour to cease. Yeah, I think they're missing a whole lot about the Christian message of uh, <laughs> sin, forgiveness um, and redemption. I mean, they're not, they're not going to get that because they rejected uh, religion. But it's just another complete misfire, isn't it, from the woke mm. advertising industry. I mean, it goes with the, with the Bud Light thing. Uh, you'd think that they'd be waking up to this by now, that, you know, what looks good and sounds good in a little hotbed hot of e advertising executives in New York or Los Angeles, they should go out and road test it before they put it on. They won't have to go far outside those capital cities to do it. But it's clear that they, you know, they live in two separate worlds right now. And if they're serious about actually appealing to the broad audience that watches the Super Bowl, they've really got to get out more. Nick Cater, thank you so much for your time this evening. So, don't know your opinion on it. Uh, there's probably a variety of opinions out there. But I caught a lot of, um, a lot of text messages, a lot of uh, messaging from different uh, listeners during the game that said, hey, Pastor, did you see this? Did I see that? And I had to admit, um, I, I saw it. And I was disturbed about a couple of the images, but overall, I wonder if what they were trying to do is say Jesus loves sinners and try to pick areas where there's a lot of hatred. The pro-life and the pro-choice movement, there's hatred. The Palestinian, uh, it, there's hatred. It's, it's, a, it's pretty much um, whatever your, your, your uh, I guess, your, your, um, where, your, where your feelings truly lie on that. But anyway, another part of the Super Bowl was Reba McIntyre singing of the national anthem. I thought she did a pretty good job. Let's take the last minute before the break and check out Reba uh, knocking it out of the park. The dawn's early light, so proudly we at the twilight's last Mr. Red, White, and Blue. I salute you, Reba. Good job.
Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Mesa Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith That Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. Hi, this is Eric Elton. It's tax time again, and we're here to look out for you. Ask us how you can benefit from recent changes in the tax law and how you can benefit from improved tax planning. We get calls all the time from people who are unsure of their previous tax returns. Also, they may have experienced a life-changing event. We look at last year's returns and see if you've missed anything. We can help you. 423-622-3156. 622-3156. At EJ Pelton Company, we make life less taxing. I go into the knife shop. I'll go in with my husband. I'll walk one direction towards the cooking supplies and the knives and gifts. And my husband will walk into another section with the hunting knives and all the sporting knives and equipment. When I walk in there, they, they greet you as soon as you walk in. And then they just leave you alone to go find what you want. And when you get there, they'll come over and ask you if you have any questions, if there's anything you need, anything you're looking for. Knife Shop and Survival Outpost, 6859 Mountain View Road. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. Secure your future. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. Investigators are still working to determine why a woman opened fire Sunday inside celebrity pastor Joe Osteen's church in Houston. Off-duty officers killed the suspect while two others were injured, including a young boy. Naomi Ruckham has the latest on what happened and where that investigation goes from here. Shortly before the 2 p.m. Spanish worship service on Sunday, police say a woman wearing a trench coat entered Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, and started firing. The shots, heard here on cell phone video, sent worshipers running as police say two off-duty officers confronted the suspect, fatally shooting her. She had a long gun, and it could have been a lot worse, but they stepped up and they did, they did their job. 
and I want to thank him for that. The woman had a five-year-old boy with her who was shot during the ordeal. He's now in critical condition. A man in his 50s was also shot and wounded. The suspect also told police that she had a bomb. We searched her vehicle, our bomb squad, um, and also the backpack. No explosives were found. The megachurch, which welcomes 45,000 people each week, the tragedy could have been much worse had it happened during the much larger service earlier in the day. Naomi Ruckham, CBS News. So, uh, in case you haven't heard, there was a big shooting um, at the Lakewood Church. Um, this is Joel Olstein's church, and um, I lived in Houston outside of... Um, in the Pearland area, and I was the youth pastor at large church, and I actually went to Lakewood Church in its old facility when his father was the pastor, and that, that's been a few uh, uh, years back, and it was, uh, they ran maybe 6,000, and uh, that was considered a big church then. Joel Olstein, in case you didn't know, I don't know if you know this, he had a broadcasting degree, had no call to ministry, but when his father died, the elders of the church and his mother asked him to consider taking on the church. Uh, so they hired a couple of preachers to give him an eight-week crash course on how to preach. And then uh, the rest is history. He uh, started uh, preaching, and he had not gone to seminary, had no, quote-unquote, preaching credentials. He was a broadcaster uh, degree major. And that's why he's probably so good with the camera and has used uh, the media so much to his advantage. And many folks uh, call him the cotton candy preacher because he won't preach on sin. He won't call homosexuality and other things sin. So with that said, why would a uh, person... Now, the, the shooter has been identified as a transgender. Uh, I'll read you a couple of the uh, articles. Lakewood Church, this is Fox News, shooting suspect identified as transgender woman. Free Palestine was written on the gun. Okay, so... Why would uh, uh, they go after a church who is not known for calling anyone or anything out? But this is how Fox News covered it. Then if you go to the Gateway Pundit, uh, breaking. Lakewood Church shooter identified as transgender immigrant from El Salvador. Now, um, the interesting thing is you remember the shooter in Nashville was a transgender, but it took them a long time to l release that, and they've still yet to release the manifesto of the shooter that went into a church uh, during its uh, daycare program um, and did the damage it did there in Nashville. So, authorities have identified the shooter as Janice Yvonne Moreno, a 36-year-old transgender immigrant from El Salvador. According to multiple independent sources speaking um, uh, to uh, the news, Moreno, who had a criminal history stretching back to 2005, was previously known as Jeffrey Escalante based on records from the Texan Department of Public Safety. Okay. But it made it easier for him to, co to come back into our country with a name change and a, a sex change. Savvy? In 2005, he was Jeffrey. A criminal identified as one he came back into our country changed his name to Janice claiming to be a female just saying
His past arrest paint a troubling picture, encompassing a range of offenses, including a failure to stop and give information, assault of a public servant, assault causing bodily injury, forgery, possession of marijuana, theft, evading arrest, and unlawful carrying of weapons. Okay. So this uh, person uh, is trying to be a woman was still listed as Jeffrey when the fingerprints pulled up. And so if you go to the Gateway Pundit, they got the mugshot, uh, and it's got the um, uh, the bio of this uh, this person and all the things that would go along with a rap sheet. So this person uh, identified as a transgender but was born a male. Okay? Now I'm going to another article that said the shooter at Joel Osteen's megachurch had pro-Palestinian message on gun. This is the other interesting thing. Um, as the Gateway Pundit reported earlier, a female shooter, at first it was just called female shooter, now they're identifying as a transgender, okay, walked inside Joel Osteen's Houston Lakewood megachurch and opened fire on Sunday. The other thing that made this a, a unique story was this person brought along a five-year-old child to help make the entrance into the church more accessible. But wearing a trench coat with a long gun inside and, and holding the hand of a five-year-old child, they entered into Lakewood. Now, the shooter, who was yet to be identified, wore a trench coat, uh, and as I said, armed with a rifle, and... Um, now, ABC 13 News reported the woman's gun that was used in the shooting had a pro-Palestinian message on it. Uh, the details regarding the message have not been released yet. But um, the transgender that opened fire was shot and killed by two off-duty police officers attending the Sunday service at Lakewood. Currently, the five-year-old boy who was with the transgender is in critical condition after being shot because of the crossfire. So, and a 57-year-old man was hospitalized after being shot in the leg. So, many folks think it's amazing that more weren't, weren't shot. Evidently, this uh, transgender was shooting nervously and did not have the skill uh, to, to zone in on anyone in particular. Huh, crazy. So, a lot of folks are saying, hey, what do uh, churches need to do? Should churches have a security plan? Absolutely. Um, you should have a security plan. If you have any uh, active or inactive police officers or law enforcement in your church, uh, you should have someone put over your security plan. Uh, you should make sure all doors are locked prior to service. Uh, you should have a code word. We have a code word at our church. Um, that when that's shouted out, it alerts all those that are packing uh, to to pay attention. So as you look at those options for your church and for your people, uh, just know that um, at times it's going to happen. And, and, and I'm not saying this to make fun of him, but Joel Osteen is probably one of the nicest, if you want to call it, preachers on the planet. He doesn't call out sin. He doesn't preach against homosexuality. He doesn't preach against um, transgenderism. He doesn't call it, He won't call sin sin per se. That's one of the knocks against him. But the one thing Joel Olstein does do, whether you like it or not, he does proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
and he's very clear on what it means to be saved. He quotes scripture and uh, leads people in the sinner's prayer on his public broadcast. That right there, my friend, upsets Satan. And um, so just just for you to take in, as some of you have a variety of opinion, there's another newscast um, that brings up a different angle. Uh, this is um, Lakewood Church shooting and uh, says, who was the shooter uh, was the title of this newscast. Now our team coverage continuing as Ogochi Iloka is in a Conroe neighborhood near a home connected to the shooting. And Victor Hokobo is live outside of Lakewood Church with the newest details. Victor, let's start with you. You've got a longer look at that new video. Yeah, that's right, Sherman. These are some harrowing video we are seeing of the moments when those gunshots first rang out in this first video. The people who took the video are in that main part of the church where the service takes place. You're able to make out the sound of gunshots in the background and see the chaos that ensues. The shots rang out just minutes before the Spanish language service was set to begin at Lakewood. You can hear people in the video saying, calm down, calm down, in an effort to avoid further chaos as people run for cover. We also got another video that shows people running out of the service and police officers running towards the direction of gunfire. Here is that moment. All that chaos caught on video. These are new perspectives we are learning about today, and we're also learning more about the alleged shooter today. Three independent sources confirmed to KHOU's investigative reporter Jeremy Rogowski that the identity of the suspect is 36-year-old Hennessy Yvonne Moreno. Moreno also went by Jeffrey Escalante in the past. She has previous arrests for several crimes, including unlawful carrying a weapon. Now, here at Lakewood, just within the last hour, we saw Pastor Joel Austin drive up and arrive and enter Lakewood Church here again just within the last hour. The investigation into the shooting also continues. We're expecting an update from Houston police later this afternoon at 1.30. So, as I mentioned, uh, the shooter is um, a, a guy named Jeffrey who has uh, decided he's a transgender, decided he's a woman, and uh, went in and uh, started shooting. Uh, he's now deceased. Off-duty police officers um, happened to be carrying and took him out. But for some reason, Jeffrey, the transgender, had a five-year-old boy he brought in with him who has been shot in the crossfire and is in intensive care. We need to lift that young man up in prayer and, uh, and, and the church itself. Lakewood um, is there in the Houston area and uh, runs between 40 and 45,000 a weekend in all their services. So it's one of the largest churches in the country. And uh, some folks, you know, can be, you know, a little uh, dismissive or a little bit, uh, you know, unkind with their, with their remarks or, or their thoughts. But, um, you know, Joel Olstein is the pastor, and uh, he's got a, uh, a comment here he, when he talked to the press. And I'm trying to find it for you, but here is the uh, officer and Joel Osteen. The officer and agent uh, engaged, uh, striking the female. Uh, she's deceased here on the scene. Unfortunately, the five-year-old kid was hit 
is a critical condition at our local hospital. That was a 57-year-old man who didn't have anything to do with it, I don't think. Was shot in the leg. These men and women did an amazing job, and it's just, you, you said it, Chief, it could have been a lot worse. Of course, we're devastated. I mean, this we've been here 65 years and have somebody shooting in your church, but, you know, we don't understand why these things happen, but we know God's in control, and we'll pray for that little five-year-old boy and pray for the lady that was deceased. So, um, Joel Olstein, now he's getting criticism on social media that he was smiling too much. I mean, guys, he, he was in the moment. Uh, I I don't know how I would handle it. So, uh, it, it's, um, I think, really harsh to be uh, critical of the pastor in that situation. But we want to list, lift up uh, Lakewood Church, the Houston area, uh, and the nation. Because, you know, a lot of folks have put on uh, social media... A clinger in MASH would dress up as a woman trying to get out of the Army because they get what they would call a Section 8, meaning you are mentally incompetent. Um, transgenderism still listed in a lot of uh, the medical journals as a mental illness. When you try to um, change sexes, um, you can get mad or glad about it, but the, the truth is when you take the hormone shots and you try to change your gender from male to female or vice versa, um, there is a lot of anger and attitude adjustments and uh, the monitoring. And there is a huge, huge um, liability with that. And it's, it's a lot of concern. Uh, allegedly, a lot of people that go through the transgendering um, have a lot of mental recourse. But this uh, particular situation, Jeffrey, the transgender took a rifle and a five-year-old into a church with the intent to do harm and is now deceased. Anyway, I'll be back. This is the Patriot Pastor Maisel Duncan. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in just a moment. Listen to the sponsors, if you will, and give them a little bit of uh, your attention and your, your patronage. It helps keep us on the air. Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Mason Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith That Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. 
I'm Richmond with Blackwell Automotive. We're over at the Eastgate Town Center right in the middle of Chattanooga. They're calling Midtown now. We specialize in Lexus and Toyota and Infiniti and Nissan. We do minor work on other cars too, so like brakes and oil changes, we can do on most cars. We've got two comfortable waiting rooms with free snacks and drinks and Wi-Fi and just try to create a pleasant atmosphere because we know you've got a choice to go anywhere in town, but we'd like for you to choose us. If you can see the attention to detail we put in the things that you can see, then you'll believe that we're doing the same thing with the things that you can't see, like the repairs in the car. So some of our customers have been with us for 20 years. We've been in business 20 years now. It's about what the customer needs. I'm Richmond Blackwell with Blackwell Automotive. 423-648-8001. 423-648-8001. BlackwellAutoInc.com. That's BlackwellAutoInc.com. Blackwell Automotive. We're over at the Eastgate Town Center, Chattanooga. I'm John Lee the insurance guy with Crump National in Eastridge. I wanted to talk to folks today that have Medicare Part B supplements. Examine the cost of those supplements, the drug plans, and compare with other options. Vantage plans today, very, very, very much improved over what they were, say, five years ago. People paying 300 bucks a month for their plan F. And when you consider that the max out of pocket has come down on a lot of these plans, it makes sense to take a look at the Advantage plans. John Lee, the insurance guy, 423 <laughs> I'm Taylor, owner-operator of Dent Hawk. We actually have specialized tools with different shapes of tips and different bends in them. We actually get behind the metal and actually massage the metal back to its original shape until it looks like it was never there. DentHawk at gmail.com. We also have a quote system on our website where you can upload photos. We can respond by email or if you want to leave your phone number, be happy to give you a call to discuss your damage. DentHawk at gmail.com, 423-593-7888. University Motors on Lee Highway. My family's bought four cars from them in the last three years, and we love them. When you go in, there's someone there that will work with you patiently and not treat you like a number. They walk you around the lot or look online at their inventory. They find ways to make your situation fit your budget and fit your needs. University Motors. Ask for Kevin Bloom and tell him the Patriot Pastor sent you. University Motors on Lee Highway in Chattanooga. In the parking lot, look for the pink elephant with glasses. Whoa, that's big. If you are suffering from any of these neuropathy-related pains, it's time to end the suffering today. Chattanooga Wellness Centers is the area's provider of FDA-approved shockwave and K-laser therapy treatments. You have nothing to lose but your pain. 423-954-PAIN. LaserAwayPain.com. Get a complete consultation, neuropathy exam, and full treatment. You have nothing to lose but your pain. 423-954-PAIN. LaserAwayPain.com. 423-954-PAIN. LaserAwayPain.com. Oxygen is life, absolutely. Pure oxygen delivered through a concentrator. So we can completely reverse and turn around all the symptoms and side effects from COVID. Brain injuries, neurodegenerative diseases, halt the progression of Parkinson's, dementia, Alzheimer's, things like that. We're great for the brain. Pure oxygen delivered through a concentrator. Interior or exterior wounds, any kind of interior inflammation, Oxygen Health Spa. Strengthening, healing, restoring. 7550 East Brainerd Road, Wheat 111. 423 6 6422 oxygenhealthspa.net Love is life. Oxygen. 
Rick, Rick Davis spent his entire life buying, selling, and trading gold, silver, diamonds, and coins. Chattanooga born and raised in business in the Chattanooga area since the 70s, selling direct to customers. Rick Davis Gold and Diamonds custom-made jewelry and repair. Buyer and seller of gold, silver, diamonds, coins, flatware, and watches. His motto, your friend in the jewelry business. 5301 Brainerd Road, Chattanooga. His website, rickdavisgoldanddiamonds.net. Also on Facebook, Rick Davis Gold and Diamonds, Chattanooga. I'm in the heart of Dixie, Tennessee. God bless America again. Let freedom ring. This is the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. It is Valentine's Day coming up in the next uh, couple of days. Have you made your arrangements for that uh, sweet thing? You might consider flowers, um, candy, chocolates, don't know. But everyone does something. Um, I always like to surprise my wife. I went down today and took her um, uh, a thing of flowers. And uh, I, I love to show. She never knows when I'm coming. I always come somewhere around Valentine's. Uh, of course, her birthday is uh, right here near Valentine's as well. So uh, I enjoy taking flowers and uh, little gifts down. Uh, I thought I'd tell you guys that no matter who you're married to, I guarantee you ladies like when you give them some uh, some love and attention. So you might consider that. Uh, and and you, you may be saying, hey, Maisel, thanks for reminding me. Hey, don't forget Valentine's Day, guys, coming up this week. And there's always a lot of good things to get your wife, but sometimes you want to go for the for the uh, unexpected because, you know, gift cards uh, and flowers and candy are the norms. You might want to start thinking outside the box. Um, and uh, so sometimes what I love to do is just go to a mall and walk around, shop around, look for things um, that might look like, hey, that, that would be different. The other thing you can always do, which some people call cheating, is call one of her friends or her family members. Say, "Hey, what do you think she would like?" Doesn't doesn't hurt uh, to do some um, some recon. So just think about that. But love couples. Um, when you think of uh, you know, I remember there was a time when Brad Pitt and Ange- uh, and um, Jennifer Aniston was the big thing and then angelina jolie broke up their marriage uh when he and um uh when her and brad did the mr and mrs smith movie they evidently had a, an online chemistry or uh, whatever you call it and uh, next thing you know brad's leaving jennifer to, for jolie and then they had a long relationship uh, adopting all these kids and all these different uh, political activist issues Today, it's a different uh, couple. It's always something going on. Uh, But now, I think uh, with the Super Bowl, some of you know, one of the couples everyone's talking about is Travis Kelce and Taylor Swift. And Travis Kelce was asked, what is his favorite Taylor Swift song? Ah, That's a good one. Um, Right now, I'd probably say Anti-Hero just because I hear it every single day. So he hears the song Anti-Hero. And uh, here's a little part of that. See what you think. It's me, 
Uh, so it must be exhausting rooting for the anti anti hero. But um, anyway, the the loving couple evidently has uh, fallen so in love. Uh, he is evidently popping the question. Travis Kelsey announces marriage with Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have been making headlines ever since their relationship started a couple months back. The two have become the most famous couple in the world ever since and have been seen together many times in public. Now, I would have to say, I don't know if they're still the most famous couple. There is a new couple on the horizon catching a lot of press. I don't know if you would agree, but there is a couple down in Georgia catching a lot of attention. The Fulton County Fannie the Willis accused of lying about her timing of the affair with her Trump prosecutor boyfriend, Mr. Wade. There has now been a whistleblower come forward testifying that they were doing the bow chicka bow bow before he started as the prosecutor. As a matter of fact, um, pretty much agreeing with what all of us think, she only hired him because they were lovers. And she thought he would be somebody that would do her bidding. Again, if you don't know, Fannie Willis is the DA for Fulton County. And she hired her boyfriend, who had never, ever, ever, ever served in this capacity before. He was pretty much an ambulance chaser lawyer, had a law firm. She hired him independently to be the prosecutor against Donald J. Trump. Now, ask yourself. If you were going after a former president with a huge agenda and multiple media possibilities, why would you hire a guy you're having an affair with that's married, number one? Number two, why would you hire someone with absolutely no prosecutor um, for the state of Georgia experience? He's never served in this role before. And number three... Why did she bypass, if it's all so legit, she bypassed the hiring procedures for hiring an independent prosecutor? She's supposed to follow some protocol and have some other people involved in the decision process. She bypassed them all and hired him independently as a committee of one and paid him much more than the other prosecutors in her office are being paid. The other thing that's coming out is more vacations have been spotted. Let me see if I can get this one for you. But more uh, new motion alleges Willis and special prosecutor Nathan Wade misrepresented their relationship. New motion accusing Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade of misrepresenting facts about their relationship. This was filed on Friday and the filing claims the romantic relationship between Wade and Willis started well before Willis appointed Wade to manage Willis appointed Wade to manage the investigation into a for Willis appointed Wade to manage started well before Willis started well before Willis started well before Willis 
started well before Willis appointed Wade to manage the investigation into alleged interference in the 2020 Georgia interference in election case. It also mentions two new unreported trips they allegedly took together to Belize and the Bahamas. Recently, we told you that the DA's office acknowledged Wade and Willis did have a personal relationship. The DA's office acknowledged that the DA's office acknowledged that the DA's office acknowledged that the DA's office acknowledged Wade and Willis did have a personal relationship, but they both deny any wrongdoing that would dismiss them from the case. There is a court hearing on this Thursday where Willis and Wade have both been subpoenaed to testify on the matter. The DA's office has also filed motions to block those subpoenas. So is it is it fair to say that uh, they're possibly going to put um, Taylor Swift and Kels in the rearview mirror uh, with their love affair. Many people seem to think that their uh, getting together is going to overshadow. Now, um, let me go here to Newsmax. Georgia judge to hear arguments for regarding Fannie Willis' uh, testimony. Now, the judge in former President Donald Trump's Georgia election interference case on Monday will hear arguments, that, that's today, by the way, on whether the Fulton County District Attorney and the prosecutor must testify about allegations of misconduct against the two of them. On February 2nd, court filings disclosed that Fannie Dewaney Willis is involved in a personal, sexual, romantic relationship with Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade, married man, now being uh, uh, divorced uh, and sued by his wife, former wife. Um, Willis hired him for the case of Donald Trump, and it's the first and only legal case they've ever worked on together. On Friday, the lawyer Mike Roman, a longtime GOP operative who worked on the Trump 2020 campaign, said Wade's former law partner will refute claims Willis and Wade made that the relationship started after the prosecutor was appointed to lead. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You mean Mr. Wade has a former law partner, and the word former implies that there was a parting of the way. So Mr. Wade's former law partner is going to refute the claims Willis and Wade made that their relationship started after the prosecutor was appointed to lead case against the former president. The filing pressed uh, Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee to move ahead with Thursday's evidentiary hearing on Roman's motion to disqualify Willis Wade and the district attorney's office. You see, uh, understand this. If Willis is dismissed from the case and Wade, that means someone else in her office could pick it up and run with it. But here's the kicker. If they impeach her or get her fired, everyone that she's hired in there would go with her because the new uh, Fulton County DA would bring in their whole new staff and everyone uh, new. Apparently, they're really discussing this option because now Fannie DeWanny Willis has become a big blemish to the Democratic Party. They're starting to see that she is more of a liability. Because Fannie the Wanny and Mr. Wade are overshadowing Taylor Swift and Travis Kels, especially in the South when it comes 
to couples and relationships. How about that? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? So Willis maintains that there's no factual basis that could reasonably justify requiring her and a number of her employees to become witnesses in the case and accuse Roman of an attempt to conduct discovery uh, in a rather belated effort to support reckless accusations. Don't you find that rich that she is uh, calling factual evidence against her? What did she call reckless accusations? This is this is this is going to make a movie one day. Fanny Willis is probably going to write a book and they'll make a movie about her being a pretty much a political sleaze dog, but somehow she'll make money off it because her her career's over. Uh, uh, her, her job, her dream job, was to be governor of Georgia. That's gone. I don't think that could happen. Um, I don't think Georgians are going to vote in a woman once more and more keeps coming out. Because also that came out in that news report I played for you is that new trips and new charges. Uh, we originally knew about 654000 that had been paid to Wade's law office that paid for cruises, um, many uh, rendezvous moments, and um, uh, private dinners, trips to Washington, D.C. to meet with uh, the DOJ. So she paid Wade so that those things wouldn't be tracked through her personal expense account as the Fulton County DA. That alone is another reason to suspect her as a liar and a dishonest person. She should have wanted to track all of her trips and all of her expenses through her own personal accounts. Why would she try to hire a guy that's never been a prosecutor and then run all the money, almost 700000 now, and some are saying once these other trips get added into the categories, it's going to be closer to a million dollars. Allegedly. That Fannie DeWaney Willis paid Mr. Wade, who had never been, never, ever, ever, ever been a prosecutor in the state process before, yet to be involved in taking on a former president. I want you to let that digest how much of a magnitude of a risk that she did. This lady, because she campaigned on going after Trump, went after Donald Trump with someone she was having an affair with, and she brought him in in a very salacious way, in a very, uh, many feel, uh, a very, um, she, she bent the rules. I don't know if it's illegal the way she brought him in, but she bypassed the procedure of hiring a prosecutor in the state uh, office. So with her doing that, I, I think she's lost a lot of credibility. Now, Stacey Abrams, somehow, I bring this up from time to time, lost the governor race. She never run for anything before, and who in the world is Stacey Abrams? you got to ask yourself. But she made some kind of deal because she would not concede to Kemp back in 2016. That when Donald Trump made his first uh, address to the nation, if you remember this, the Democrats, out of all the governors, out of all the senators, out of all the congressmen they could have picked, they picked Stacey Abrams to do the rebuttal to Donald Trump's first address to the nation. That tells you they make deals, even with people that have absolutely no credentials. No victories. 
Fannie Willis got caught making deals like Stacey Abrams. They both are from Georgia. And they both do nothing but pretty much tell lies. Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Mason Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith that Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network. Gold and silver are a store of value, a stable value for thousands of years. As governments print money, they devalue the currency but cannot devalue the gold and silver. That $37 that your dad paid for an ounce of gold in 1967 is worth 2,000 Federal Reserve note dollars today. Volunteer Precious Metals. VolunteerPreciousMetals.com VolunteerPreciousMetals.com 888-661-4093 you're listening to the Nuga Radio Network. Nuga Radio. Medicare Misty can talk to you about all the different plans that are available and what's right for you. 423-777-5577. 777-5577. Medicare Misty makes things so much easier when you're trying to come up with uh, what plan you're going to select for Medicare. 423-777-5577. That's 777-5577. Medicare Misty. Got chronic joint pain but want to avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 319-229-5155. That's 319-229-5155. 319-229-5155. The cell surgeon. Don't just take your phone to some fly-by-night outfit or some corporate conglomerate who doesn't care about you or the service they provide. Most of our repairs can be done in under an hour. We know how important your phone is to you today. The Cell Surgeon. Hickson on Highway 153 across the Northgate Mall. TheCellSurgeon.com. 423-668-0100. TheCellSurgeon.com. Don't just take your phone to some corporate conglomerate who doesn't care about you or the service they provide. Hi, this is Jenna Hughes, owner and operator of H&M Herbs. We do like electrodermal stress analysis, which shows different balances and imbalances in the body. That will kind of help find the root cause of your issues versus just 
just kind of guessing. We want you to live the highest quality of life possible. So that's our goal. Quality of products are very important to us. We're at 1140 Battlefield Parkway in Fort Overthorpe, Georgia, directly across from Chick-fil-A. 706-861-9454. HMHerbs.com. HMHerbs.com. How old is your mattress? Is it time to freshen things up? Nuga Mattress on Gun Barrel Road in the Walmart Shopping Plaza. Nuga Mattress carries Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, Simmons Beautyrest, Serta, and more. They've also got adjustable bases so you can pick your sleeping angle. They carry bed gear, sheets, and pillows, including the Glacier, Balance, and Storm lines. Nuga Mattress on Gun Barrel Road, right next to Aldi. 423-498-2888. NugaMattress.com. 498-2888. Nuga Radio! Hello, my friend. This is the Patriot Pastor, Maisel Duncan, and welcome back to the show. Uh, you guys may have heard um, there's a, a pro-life movement that's going along, and um, sanctity of human life is something that a lot of uh, people um, in, in our church, we, we look at. Uh, we always honor sanctity of human life. Um, I'm a very pro-life pastor, and I pray for the children and I pray for the mothers. I pray for the fathers. I believe uh, there's something they all uh, need our embracing and loving on. Uh, but here is a, uh, a little commercial I thought you might uh, just to refresh. For you are formed in my innermost beings, the Lord tells us in Psalms 139, and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Created in the image of the Creator, a promise, a masterpiece a life. On January 22, 1973, a decision was made in our nation to legalize abortion at any stage for any reason. 49 years later, that decision was finally reversed. 49 years of prayer and perseverance. 49 years of being a voice for the unborn, proclaiming their humanity and their possibility. 49 years of striving to reach their moms and dads, proclaiming there's hope and a future. 49 years of waiting for life to be upheld in our nation. And here we are. This January is the first post-Roe in our nation. Roe versus Wade as we know it is no longer. As we grieve that loss of over 60 million lives, and the devastating cost to their moms and dads. We give thanks for the lives that will be saved and protected from this state forward. Because of this decision, already thousands of moms have chosen life. The lives of thousands of children have been saved. They will celebrate a first birthday. They will experience their first day of kindergarten, their first best friend, their first home run their first dance, their high school graduation, and so many things beyond. We celebrate this victory, and yet know there is much more to be done. There are still unexpected pregnancies, 
It is still a crisis. They still need hope and help. Our services are needed now more than ever. You can make a difference for life. You can pray. You can give. You can serve. Will you? Choices of Chattanooga is a, a wonderful uh, a program. I've got one of their brochures here in front of me, but Choices of Chattanooga is actually doing an online baby shower. And uh, you've probably heard the commercials here on the on the program. But if you would like to uh, contact um, Choices, um, Carol Ann Ferguson is the executive director. And uh, Choices, um, as I said, it's, it's a very good program. It's, it gives women in the Chattanooga area, um, if you need advice, counseling, prayer, you can call 423-892-0803. That's 423-892-0803. Or you can text PRAY to 423-295-7779. Text PRAY, 423-295-7779. Choices is a non-political group. They don't endorse candidates. They don't uh, get involved in po political sides. Uh, they're there to just try to help the family. They are there to embrace the fathers as well as the mothers. And the, uh, the other A word uh, other than abortion that they will tell you is adoption. Adoption is not a bad option. Um, there's a lot of people out there that would love to adopt a child. <clears throat> so pray about this. Choices. Uh, they've got several good testimonies in here. Uh, the, the very scary thing that's coming out now that the abortion, Roe versus Wade, has been overturned and sent back to the states is the abortion pill. Um, there's, there's these abortion pills now being uh, sent out, and they're being sent even into um, pro-life states uh, because under the guise of, uh, of the male, you, you, you can't really um, monitor that. Uh, there's women that are having, um, they're, they're taking the pill, uh, that's that's designed to kill the child and in the privacy of their home which is their right i guess uh, but the problem is they're all alone and uh, there's some complications um, emergency room visits due to the abortion pill is up over 500 uh, percent i remember them sharing that on the show so it's something for you to consider um there is a there's a great need but here at 951 Eastgate Loop Suite 1000, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37411, is Choices. Uh, it's a great location, uh, kind of pretty much in the middle of the city. And if you need any advice, uh, Choices is a great one for you. Now, I uh, really appreciated Senator Marsha Blackburn and her stand on life when she asked about the heartbeat. And uh, this is why I support Marsha Blackburn. Senator Blackburn. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Dr. Verma, I've just, I want to ask you very quickly. Uh, you talk about evidence-based medicine. Do you consider a heartbeat evidence-based? Now, that's a great question. Do you consider the heartbeat evidence-based? That's a flat-out, easy, biological question. And listen how this lip-lock liberal lady giggles and tries to sneak around and not answer the question. Would you consider you that a living? That? Would you consider that a living being, if there's a heartbeat detected? Would that be evidence enough that there is life? 
So based on evidence-based medicine, and I, I think what you're trying well, to get at is that... No, I know what I'm trying to get at. Could you clarify but, for me what you're trying to get at? No, uh, let me just say, you talk about evidence-based medicine. A beating heart is a sign of life. Evidence-based medicine. A beating heart. Evidence-based medicine. A beating heart. A beating heart. A beating heart. Beating heart is a sign of life. And Dr. Scott, earlier you said a heartbeat can be detected at 28 days. Am I accurate? Did I understand that? I was watching in my office. It's, um, it's Fertilization, usually it's about a week later before we can detect it via ultrasound technology. Okay, so at 23 days. Thank you very I think that's evidence of life. I want to uh, talk for just a moment. Uh, Dr. Wubenhorst and Dr. Uh, Scott, late-term abortions. When I'm talking to women in Tennessee, what I find is most people, regardless of party affiliation, they are opposed to late-term abortions. And that is true. Everyone I've talked to, I, and I have a few Democratic friends um, that have told me they, they, they believe in abortion uh, for, for the uh, safety of the mother's life and up to so many weeks. But everyone has their moral compass deadline of when they think it's killing the child. I personally believe at conception, it's life. Now, you may not know this, but over in China and other Asian countries, you know they're nine months older than us? You know why? Because many cultures around the world, try to, they track not just your birthday, but your conception day. That's when life began. A lot of cultures try to track that. Now, since my birthday is November 16th, there's a good chance I'm a Valentine conception. Just saying. Just saying. You do the nine months from November, it comes to February, and around Valentine's Day, there's a good chance I was uh, conceived after a box of chocolates. You never know. But anyway, stop laughing. As you look into this, there's a lot of people with understanding. Now, there's a guy named the Pro-Life Spider-Man, and he scales 40-story Chase Tower. He's being interviewed by Tucker Carlson. Uh, see what you think. This young man scales towers all over the country, he gets arrested, but he does it to bring uh, attention to pro-life issues. So-called pro-life Spider-Man Mason Deschamps just completed his most daring climb yet. We are mesmerized by these, and they're legitimately dangerous. On Tuesday morning, he free climbed, in other words, without ropes, the tallest building in Arizona, the 40-story Chase Tower in downtown Phoenix. The climb received much more media attention than many of his other climbs. He was arrested after getting to the top, as he often is, but he's out of jail now, and he joins us to explain why he once again risked his life. Mason Deschamps is the pro-life Spider-Man. Great to see you, Mason. Thank you for coming on tonight. Congratulations hey, on surviving yet another. Um, it's incredible. Well, tell us why you did this. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on, Tucker. I climbed these buildings because I want to show people how to have faith over fear. Abortion is murder, and that's the truth. Yet so many people my age are scared to speak the truth. They're scared to offend, they're scared to lose friends, but we can't be scared. Uh, abortion is just like climbing a skyscraper. It's a matter of life or death, and we don't have time for fear. 
That's why this time around, I'm raising money for a woman named Hope. She's 22 weeks pregnant, and she is partially disabled, and I want to show her that she doesn't need to have an abortion, and she doesn't need to live in fear. Did you raise money by doing this? Yeah, I raise money every time, especially by coming on your show, Tucker. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just such an amazing story because, you know, on the one hand, your athletic ability and your bravery is just remarkable. And the fact that you're doing it in support of the single most unfashionable position in the United States of America um, and you don't care is even more inspiring, I would say. Well, this is um, the Pedro Pastor Show, and I've got the pro-life teenager of Chattanooga on the line. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you, Pastor? I'm good. And... Um, did you? I don't know if you heard. I was playing the pro-life Spider-Man, um, who who has been arrested in multiple cities because he'll he'll scale these humongously tall towers. Uh, yes. But, but he does it on pro-life issues to raise funds and awareness. Um, have you ever thought about being a Spider-Man here in Chattanooga? Well, you know, I do. I have the privilege of being a good friend of Mason. Um, he's a great guy. Um, a solid Christian. Uh, I love what he does. I don't think I have the athletic ability that he does, unfortunately, <laughs> but everybody's got their own gifts. But yeah, we've seen some stuff in the past few days um, about how Mason was just treated so unfairly um, by the police. And, and I think uh, we need to be, it's an issue that everybody needs to be talking about. Um, and so I'm glad that you're talking about it. Well, I, um, I love what Marsha Blackburn said on the Senate floor. I've played this clip a few times uh, talking about, you know, the heartbeat. And we recently had choices here in um, um, here in the studio, and they're doing their online um, baby shower, uh, asking folks to buy. They need diapers and wipes, etc. Uh, are you involved with choices at all? With all that you're involved with with pro life? So great question. So my mother actually worked at Choices for uh, the first uh, five years of my life. So I, I spent a lot of my time as a young kid. At the, at the old Vance Road location. Um, and, you know, after we adopted my sister in 2011, she's now no longer there, but uh, we have kept up with them. Um, and actually, uh, last fall, uh, by, by that I mean back in November, um, our Students for Life group held a citywide student-led diaper drive for Choices, and we collected over 6,000 diapers um, that we were able to deliver um, two Choices, and then we split it between Choices and Catholic Charities of East Tennessee, their pregnancy health center. Um, so, I, yes, I do have the, the privilege of knowing some, some amazing folks there, um, and we do keep each other in the loop as far as what needs to be done, but they always need help over there. Well, we're about to go to a break. I want you to hang on, and when we come back, um, I want folks to hear your story um, and how you um, could have been another statistic, but thank God um, you, you were born, adopted, and you've got a powerful testimony and how you are so committed to the pro-life movement. And um, so we'll be back in just a minute. Do you, can you hang on through the uh, commercial break? Absolutely. And we'll be right back. This is the Patriot Pastor, uh, Maisel Duncan. And I will remind you that Move Your Mountains, my book is out. Uh, came out in October. You can buy it at uh, Amazon and at uh, Barnes & Noble, different places. But also the um, choices. Uh, you've heard the commercial on the station here. Please keep in mind that they're doing an online baby drive. They need diapers, wipes. Uh, all kind of um, things that help with, with the children, if you can imagine. Uh, if you know, if you have in a good condition, um, pack and plays, um, strollers, anything of that nature. Or if you just like to go online, you can go to Choices. 
uh, on their website, and you can literally, uh, just like any other baby shower or wedding shower, you can purchase things online that they have listed and have great need of. And if you have the time, go down and volunteer. Go down and offer prayer. Go down and meet the people at Choices. Uh, they're wonderful people. They've got a great calling. And if you know someone that needs prayer, you can go to pray. If you text 423-295-7779, that's 423-295-7779, and they will pray with you and uh, give you hope. That's what we need. I'll be back. Check out my book, Move Your Mountains, and learn the journey of faith that can help you overcome. This is Maisel Duncan. My new book, Move Your Mountains, Learn the Journey of Faith that Can Overcome, is available now on Amazon Books and Lifeway and other places you get your books online. Make sure you join me each and every day, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Nugo Radio Network. Hey,